exactly every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I am your host, Adam Dunn. And I'm here. At Viedverk Studio, let's hope it's this week goes a little better than last week with the internet. I don't know what the fuck was, what's going on there, but apparently ghosts. We have ghosts in this building. Just ask Travis. That's the only time that we've had ghosts here. Like Other than that, it's been solid. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, we are here in the studio. I thought I was going to have our buddy Jaron in from 5.8 and uh, New Millennium, but apparently the message did not quite get uh, brought in at the right time. So... Uh, and it's the 5th of fucking July. What do you expect? The chances of having... I was like, why is there not any traffic? I was driving around all... There's no traffic today. I was like, oh, yeah. Yep. Everyone's just chilling. That's right. Everyone's got, hopefully, a, a four-day weekend. If not, I mean, I usually got like a seven-day weekend. Pretty much every day is a weekend. Right. 24-7. Yeah. Um, but we did... But luckily, we had pre-planned a while ago. So our guest today... Uh, which will be coming in at the top of the hour. So we have a 40-minute ramble going on because I know you guys love the rambling. rambling. Got to ramble on, right? Yeah, man. Um, we're going to have Ah Warner on. Uh, she is, a, like I posted in our in our description, a serial entrepreneur and an advocate of hemp for and cannabis since 95. So she came in there right around the same time as that. We started out there in Amsterdam. and We started a couple years earlier, but still, that was a magic time period. Yeah. Anybody who got into that then was really like in it and with, with visions more than like nowadays you can just get in it and start selling hemp tomorrow. But back then we were just like talking about it. So I'm sure she'll, uh, we're going to share a lot of good stories because I think we have a lot of the, we know a lot of the same characters we've been involved and you know, the things don't change too much. It doesn't matter if you're in America, Europe, whatever. Mm-hmm. In that hemp game, it was so small. And so, uh, you know, like we all knew each other. We all kind of had the same connections and same same thing. Anyway, it's, it's going to be a great discussion. That's all I got to say. I'm excited. Um, but she's also, I was going to mention uh, the, the two the, the two latest, let's say, ventures, was the Cannabis Basics, which is a super awesome line of uh, hemp-based products for in in washington state and uh also women of weed which she started a few years ago and it's been that's that's uh, an amazing group that's we need to talk about that at the end and again like i said all the other things in between how was your fourth of july let me see your hands yes yep got all my digits you cannot blow your tell you colorado is the worst state (laughs) for fireworks i've ever been you'd have to really try You'd have to take the whole entire tent that they're selling them and then blow it up at the same time to even hurt yourself. <laughs> it was sad, dude. I went, I went for my kid because I was like, you know, when I grew up, fireworks. I would go to like, I'd go into Chinatown, and there'd be Italian dude selling you fireworks. It was awesome, dude. right? And I went with my with my mom actually because I was like, 
nine or something or 10, you know what I mean? And I was like, I want the biggest fucking baddest things possible. And so she'd be there to kind of make sure I didn't get ripped off. They didn't, they would, and they would have, of course, they'd be like, yo, yo, yo. And the mom would be like, Hey, throw in an extra one for him, you know, but, it, but I'd get like blockbusters and pineapples and all the fucking super mega explosive shit. Sure. And the thing is, it's so funny because I would take that and put it into a military bag, a military duffel sack, right? Duffel bag. Yeah. With fucking sticks hanging out the ends and everything, right? <laughs> and I get on an Amtrak, <laughs> right? And I'd throw it in the overhead, and then I'd get on my Walkman and listen to like the Clash, right? And I remember like distinctively. Yeah. I guess I was a little older. No, I was probably like later when I was de- okay. So in the beginning, I was probably like around eleven when I went with my mom the first time. Mm-hmm. But by the time I was thirteen, because I was in nineteen eighty-two, that's when I was listening to the Clash. I remember like sitting there. And then the guys, and then cops got onto the train. I don't know what for, and it freaked me out. And it was the first time I was like, "Oh no!" But it was like they didn't give a shit. They yeah. were just like, "Whatever," walking through the thing. But in general, and then I get home to Rhode Island, and I could sell them to all my friends, and triple up. And it was like that was the beginning of the whole like, "Oh, this is it." Yeah, I'm hustling. <laughs> I'm hustling from this day from this day forward. I will be hustling. Yeah, and I got busted for fireworks in third grade right yeah so and that was just like <laughs> sorry <laughs> that, that was i got sorry it was third grade right yeah totally got busted uh-huh and i got busted for weed in sixth grade wow started yeah. you off early yeah. life of crime yeah it sucked it was well, getting caught was not a good thing i was like that was where i felt like an idiot i was like what fireworks is the gateway drug totally <laughs> totally i was like and i watched it with my kids too so anyway i went to buy some fucking shit here sucked the whole place, I mean, it was so Dude, bad. I walked around and all I saw was like dads with their kids and their kids running around and grabbing all this stupid shit. Mm-hmm. It was like, it was, it, it reminded me of South Park, you know, when they do the snake episode, when mm. they do the giant snake. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's all, that's all they had. Yeah. They had 50 versions of snakes. Yeah. They had a dog poop and a snake, <laughs> turtle poop and a snake, giraffe poop and a snake, every kind of animal possible poop and snakes. They put a snake <laughs> in between two pieces of cardboard and staple it and fucking there you go. Oh, jeez. That's your firework right there. And you're just like, <sighs> yeah. Pathetic. Totally. Anyway. I agree. Made me want to drive up to fucking Wyoming and get some good shit. Sure. But then I saw the crack in my kid. Like, he just was like, with a, every time I turn around, he's got a lighter. I'm like, what's, what is going uh, on? Hey, hey, give me that lighter. Yeah. You know? Yep. And they burned all the boxes. It's <laughs> him and his friend. They, they collected all the boxes and then with the last sparklers so I can torched it you know what I mean so yeah. I was like oh my god yeah. they're getting super calculative <laughs> they were like then I heard I heard the one kid let's go build our own bomb I'm like oh my god no. like, this is all going bad right away but I mean that was the, the, the saving grace is that this shit was so crap uh-huh. that at one point I was like I don't even need to watch my kid because no. if he hurts himself with these it's like yeah. Darwin <laughs> Darwinism at his finest I'll be like come on now totally that's funny man <sighs> And I went to Elitch's for his birthday uh, last yeah. week. That was also so Elitch's is an amusement park here, which I've lived here for ten years, never went to it. It's in the middle of town, and uh, yeah, it was pretty pretty funny because it was like oh, you never been? Nope. Oh, okay. I'm just super lame like that. Like, uh, know, well, no. I haven't been since fuck. I don't know. 90 something yeah and then when <laughs> yeah, i went there the and it was funny when i first got there i had that like oh wow it's all new and cool and then i walked around for like three minutes and i was like i'm so over this right now like I, no. like this is it like but i have a kid so of course and he was one and a half inches too fucking short 
That's shitty, man. Which is like the that's bummer. Just the of, worst. That's the bummer of all bummers, right? On your birthday. Yeah. And then the other kid's like big it's enough and he gets to ride. And so his friend got to go ride all the cool rides with me and his, me and Cece. Mm-hmm. And then, but Nick did get to go on a few decent rides. That's cool. Which was like, you know, for him was huge. Yeah. And so anyway. Yeah, man. Yeah, it was fun. So now the birthdays are over, dude. Fucking June is over. Fuck. June is over. It has been a long month <laughs> of birth. Well, yeah. Yeah, in your house, man. That's yes. Yeah. Started with mine, obviously, uh-huh. and that was t- too long. Yeah. <laughs> but it was all right. Yeah. But then, then of course, uh, got CC's, but she was out of town, so we didn't really have to. You know, she was with Nick, so they got to do stuff, and they were right. Doing, and then, uh, and then of course with his, there's no way around. I mean, of course, at first I wasn't even sure if I was going to be here, so it was like kind of like we were trying to plan how it was going to work. Mm-hmm. And then in the end, it was like, oh. I've already bought those season passes. I haven't even been yet. Might as well go. It's time to go. Yeah, man. So then we went two days in a row, which is fucking <laughs> retarded, right? Because, of course, all you do is stand in line. So we only got to go yeah, on X dude. amount of rides. And you're like, man, we've got to go on this and that and this. And at the end, yeah. everybody got the fever. Yeah. Like, at the first, right. it was kind of like, I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. And by the end, it was like, and now we're going to go on. I got, I got. Yeah, anyway. You got to go right when they open, man. Sorry that this is so non-cannabis related, but this is just the way it is. <laughs> Independence Day, man. No, but it was uh, it was fun. It was good, good, uh, good times. But it definitely with the with fireworks, I was like, this is this this is not even worth. And they were so expensive. I bought everything was buy one get one free, and mm. it was like quadruple the price of what it should be. So <laughs> you were like, all right. So I'm only getting fleeced for like two and a half times what it's the value. But it was nuts. It was like fifty three dollars for a little backpack full yeah. of sparklers, basically, <laughs> and it was just like sparklers crap. and snakes, snakes and sparklers, and a few little like little fountain exactly things. Yeah, oh, it was sad. terrible, sad. That's funny. And then, uh, yeah, there was a bunch of cannabis sort of events rolling around. It seems like uh, a lot of home grow cups happening. Oh, really? Keep keep every time I hear about them is like the day after, so I'm not, sure. not paying attention. But <laughs> yeah, tons. Nice. Uh, anything else? No. Uh, and yeah, I just know Illinois popping off. Illinois. Illinois popping. Yeah, was, we talked about it last week. As far as right, the, yeah, as far did. as if they do the clubs and stuff out mm-hmm. of the gate, then they're going to be on the right path. But right, we'll see. I mean, it's such a fucking place that i wouldn't imagine i could imagine it could get all convoluted pretty fast i've heard a lot of people talking about how they feel uh gun violence is gonna um come down possibly after oh yeah you know what i mean more people smoking weed and yeah you know. forgetting the clips when they get to the phone yeah. oh <laughs> dude <laughs> can't believe you forgot the clip again right fuck it but well back, i mean I'm inter- I, yeah i'm interested to see that you know what i mean yeah it's uh i mean it's it's I I would I would bet money that it will definitely go down. You know? Yeah, I would say that that's a a fair bet there. Sure, but at the same time, uh, it's kind of like what we were talking about last week. Though it's just like when is this? You know, because everything's happening now on a state level. When is it going to happen? You know, it's it's going to everything's going to change soon again. Right, and it's like already we kind of get pissed off at this level because it's so hard to like. You can see it's like big big guys win, little guys lose. It's just like mm-hmm. this. It's like oh shit, that's why. Oh, you know, it's all like realizations that legalization and decrim like you know decriminalizes one step, 
then obviously medical, then recreational. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are just skipping all those steps and just going straight. You know, like there's right. it's going to be like that soon too. Where it's just like, oh, we want to get on this rec game, and then, the, you know, the whole idea of rec is kind of like the the part where it gets then it's it's in the hands of all the wrong people. In a sense. Mm-hmm. You know, you yeah. hope you hope with medical that people are doing it for the right reasons, which they, for the most part, are. But there's definitely some. Uh, you know, you see the the greed kick in, and you see the, con- you know, the, the connection is like all of a sudden it's it's not one shop, but it's fifteen shops, and then that means that right. it's kind of the Walmart, you know, the Walmartization or the, you know, the taking it where it's just like chain, bam. And then you see the smaller ones go out. It's 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 interesting because it, the, the cycles go quicker and quicker. Right. It's yeah. Kinda, yeah. Yeah. And so it's kind of like, oh yeah, it's, it's too predictable. So like, the place comes online. You're like, all right, the bitching's gonna start <laughs> in like right after the honeymoon period, which is like the first six weeks. Yeah. And then after that, it's just bitch. You know, right. everyone's pissed because oh my god, I didn't realize. So I haven't picked up a bus word in a minute and then I picked it up and there's all kinds of new stores in the back, you know, in the, I always just thumb through the, mm-hmm. the, the ads back there and uh, there's a bunch of new stores and then I would look at the addresses and it was a bunch of places that I maybe gone to before, but now it's, they must've changed the license over. It's or all live wells yeah. now or something. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. It's stuff like that. Pretty you know? much. Like, yeah. Yeah. And that's, that is the nature of the beast where it's because that's the here. They're not giving out more licenses, right? Like, here in Colorado, like they're not allowing more licenses. They're, they're only selling the ones if you yeah, they're more touring vacated, yeah, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Okay. And they'll probably do little spurts where they, depending on what area you're in, mm-hmm. I'm sure you can. Some places will change over, but yeah, it's 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 interesting to see because it's like a, it's kind of getting what you want, and everybody kind of realizing like, oh no. Yeah, I'm surprised Glendale hasn't gotten more into the social smoking thing. You know what I mean? It seems like they would be like one of the first out the door. You know what I mean? Like you'd think, right? Yeah, and especially with, with Donovan. Right, exactly. Um, and then the 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 what was it? The coffee joint. They opened a dispensary in, in Glendale, and I figured that that was going to be like what they yeah. were doing. They're fast tracking, you know, social smoking down there. But I haven't heard anything about that at all. But well, again, like. It's weird too, because in Las Vegas they fucking shut it down too. They had it all lined up, and then all of a sudden it's like the liquor board just went like, "Hell no!" Because mm-hmm. they just feel like they're gonna lose so much money. Which, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, they're not. But on a short term, yeah, they may, and then they they don't even want to deal with that. But it's uh, until the day when it's really treated like alcohol, we can't really ever, you know, it's that's what that's when I think we've actually, you know became victorious let's say as far as like because right now it's still kind of like i'm over i'm over even uh caring about it <laughs> almost you know what right. i mean it's like they've, they've they've beaten it out of us you know just for so long so let's get down and take care of our uh sponsors of course okie doke i guess i can just take my time on these and yeah. <laughs> do them just try to do them professionally for once boom no can't happen uh, out of the gate, the guys who I thought were going to be sitting right next to me, I thought it was going to be Jared all day, Jared all day and we were just going to be smoking some sage and sour or something. Chumming it up. Exactly. I was mm-hmm. mostly hoping that that. I was like, oh, he'll bring down that sage and sour. You know, the day will go on nice and smooth. But 
But no. But no, at the end of the day, he's going to call in. We, we've, uh, we've checked in. So, of course, it's the 5th, and he was told about it on this morning by me, so mm-hmm. probably wasn't the best timing. It's okay. We blame Bo. Uh, NewMillenniumNutrients.com, if you want to check these guys out. They are the uh, premier sort of local grown uh, nutrient company. Uh, it's available nationwide now, but it's, uh, like I said, coming out of here, and it's all coming from real proper growers who have been in the industry a long time and uh so they they understand what we need kept it real simple it's all seasonal it's like if you know the seasons you can kind of follow the, follow that and and or you can also just use it uh, standalone products uh, they got great uh ruby fulvic and they have a great um finishing product called uh, winter frost and the decision is also a great standalone. I mean, pretty much you could use all of them individually, but those three are kind of like sort of like connectors in between. And the carbo load, too, of course, which is uh, not carbo load, but carbonara. Mm-hmm. They, uh, so is that the, out? That is out. Finally? Oh, okay. It is out. And uh, so I think we're going to do a – now, the idea was since they're the first out of the gate, in our in our uh, list of sponsors, yeah, I was going to start with them just to keep everything in order because I know how I am, mm-hmm. and uh, so we're still going to do it. End of the show. We're going to do some sort of basic giveaway, but then we're going to come up with a whole monthly premise to get everybody involved. Sure, because then we have this nice. We're going to have some traction finally, because now it's not like how I am with my guests telling them to come in in the morning, but <laughs> it's. Uh, be planned out everyone have a whole month so we can do some traction see some uh instagram we're gonna either i don't know we're not even sure i'm gonna let everybody do their own contest because mm-hmm. I, I tell you that is the hardest part like yeah man. i hate to run a game show i have to come up with yeah, shit all the time it's like how do those guys do that i have a hard time because i know i know my audience too they're gonna be like i don't want them to i don't want them to fail <laughs> put it that <laughs> way <laughs> and i don't want to make it too complicated but at the same time uh, you know, when we tried to get like like the one that's going right now, the Illuminar giveaway, which I'll just throw in the, in their mix right now. All you have to do is write a letter, and it took, and it can be an email. It doesn't have to be. It can be a message on a phone. I don't care, but it's so hard. Anyway, it's up to them. We'll figure it out. Uh, but you can go to newmillenniumnutrients.com. You can check out the store finder. You can check out their uh, calculator to figure out exactly what you need for your particular situation. And uh, always, always done deal when you hear it on the show what no matter what it is if you're going to contact whoever it is just say hey need that done deal i heard about you on the adam dunn show i need that done deal it's just need should be like a standard standard thing and uh with new millennium they'll they'll definitely hook you up and it, like i said end of the show listen to the end of the show we're gonna have jaron call in figure out this what the, what the hell their contest is and uh, make it happen so check them out next week like like clockwork we're going to be going and having the guys from incredibles we're going to have hopefully we're definitely having derek hopefully max rolls in too um and we're going to be talking about obviously what they're up to over there at incredibles but also we're going to go deep no but uh, max is uh a great guy to talk to because he's he's genuinely interested in everything uh, that we're interested in and and Derek's, uh, you know, the, the man behind all these products that you see here from Incredibles pretty much. 
especially with all the primary original recipes and uh you know he's he's always the one who's kind of pushing their their boundaries there so we're gonna have them in the studio and uh we're also gonna have ari from evo hemp in the studio and they're gonna be their old friends too so it's just gonna be like a a whole show together but the guys incredibles uh are like i said if if you ever get access to their oils or carts or any of these things definitely pick them up all done in house all done uh with you know, strains that they've been working with for years and you know it's just kind of like the, the whole point of when you're doing edibles is whatever you get the quality of the product going in and knowing the quality of the product going in and actually growing it properly and you know if it's, if it's inedible you want it to be grown as organically as possible also and uh so yeah check them out iloveincredibles.com and uh they also have a store locator etc if you're in colorado you'll have them everywhere but uh they've got a bunch of states also on board now so check that out and see if you're lucky enough to be one of those states and uh yeah tell them with these guys it's gonna be harder the done deal because they're spread out so far but we're gonna try to figure it out on next week's show that's gonna be the that's gonna be the goal so i don't have to say that every week so i can go what is the done deal Derek yeah and he's gonna tell me so hopefully there's some magic way we can do some volume you know yeah get you guys some deals out there um yeah and of course hopefully the week after that if we can stay on schedule this is how it's gonna roll guys mm-hmm. we, and we have already talked to definitely they're down to do some giveaways because they have lots of different products that would be awesome to get out to the people and we're talking about build a soil of course and buildasoil.com if you want to check their website out right out of the gate and we can also just watch what's popping up here and get a get a feel for it but free freight here in colorado new mexico which is great especially when we're talking about soil based products which you know shipping can be a definite inhibitor there um best ipm products best uh you know obviously soil building products uh, also just knowledge in general if you talk to these guys they know what's up everybody who works there is is you know growing or understands it enough to get it to you obviously um but now actually they all do they all participate and uh you can also go to 855-877-SOIL if you wanted to just contact somebody by direct by phone which i know it's crazy but people still do it somewhere um and uh with them done deal i'm not exactly sure what they're down um so i think it was 15 percent, but it, you know who knows i might be talking I'm, i think i'm mixing them up with our next sponsor of course um but yeah buildasoil.com and uh nationwide hard to find products check them out if there's soil that you're after um and you just want to know how to build it yourself you can also talk to our guy mr ron wallace and that's wallacewow.com uh we're not going to be doing him on the show anymore right now um he's busy doing other stuff but we're gonna this is the last so this will be the last ron wallace shout out for the moment because we love ron we're we're never gonna not talk about ron wallace but as far as his advertising time his contract's up sure but at the same time uh like i said right around october we'll have him on the show again see where he's at see if he's busted that 2,000 pound mark this guy grows world record uh, pumpkins year after year uh, 
comes from Rhode Island, which is, you know, I grew up over there. They get like a two week extra little boost than the surrounding areas. So he's like lucky as fuck, but he produces some of the world's biggest uh, pumpkins. And also he, when he tries anything else, he goes 10 pound tomatoes. You know, he's like one of those guys just like he knows he knows soil science. And so uh, he's stepping into the cannabis world. He's got a few little packages ready. He's getting a lot of hits from our show, which is nice. So it's been good helping him out. Um, you should definitely hit him up, WallaceWild.com. And... Uh, Tell him you need that done deal. Him, it's definitely 15%. I know that. So get that done deal. And, I, and I'm sure that done deal will last, even though he's not technically on the show. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep. So if, you, if you're interested in soil, uh, mycorrhizal products, things like that, this is your guy. And, uh, you know, you catch him now while he's sort of in a in-between zone. It'd be perfect. Normally, he's like, it's either going in. It's coming. He's he's proper grower, you know. It's got, like, stress coming in, stress going out. Yeah. You got that cool period in between, which we're in right around now. So perfect time to give this guy a call. And greenfarms.co. These guys are doing things proper here in Colorado uh, on a medical side with 100% no-till grown cannabis uh, available in Colorado Springs with a medical card here in Colorado. Um, But they also have... uh, their own grow shop in Louisville, which is, uh, you know, as, as far as grocery, as we used to say hydroponics on the outside, and now it's 100% organic. Um, and they have a lot of the products that we talk about here on the show in there, and they have their own in-house uh, brands of soil, which was also on the show, which is um, Buffalo. And they also have uh, Rasta Worms. And Rasta Rooster and all these other brands and they're doing mushroom kits now and uh, I don't know about the kits but they're doing some mushroom farming so uh, I wouldn't say kits yeah I can't say that <laughs> but they definitely have uh, kind of touching all the right uh, parts of the, in- of the industry a lot of education they've uh, you can go to greenfarms.co and check them out uh, obviously done deals <laughs> if you're in the shop, if you're doing retail sales, uh, the Louisville shop, which is Green Farms Feed and Seed in Louisville. And uh, again, done deals all around. Uh, they're, they're putting some uh, large hemp products down, uh, large hemp farms down now too. So we'll have them on the show soon and see once once everything's really, once they're in their little zone, because they're, they're, everybody started here late. So it's like nobody's got time. Everyone's stressed. It's July 5th and we're still like people still putting shit in the ground and just getting the, you know, final bits in. It's like, wow, late. Everybody's late to the party, but better late than never, right? Yep. Yes, sir. And, uh, of course, our buddies out in Barcelona, the Treasure. If you have a, if you have a stop over there or if you're going there on holiday or you're just passing through or whatever and you want a cool chill spot great cannabis you go to treasure t-r-e-s-o-r um you can look them up on facebook you can just google it the address will pop right up jump in a cab get dropped off you'll have the best uh you'll have the best fucking deal as, as far as done deals go and uh just walk in the door and you'll be swept away by Petey. 
PD will be like, the done deal. Finally, I can do something. I can do some real work around here. Uh, no, you'll, you'll, you'll get taken care of, which is uh, a nice thing when you're in a foreign country. And uh, you just want to have a nice spot to charge your phone and smoke some good weed and have some, you know, decent coffee and all that. Oh, good coffee, I should say. Oh, excellent coffee. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they're the man. That's the spot. Done deal. We'll work there 100%. I guarantee. And SeedsHereNow.com. SeedsHereNow.com is your number one source for genetics here in, and from anywhere really uh they're doing their bogo deals now which is buy one get one free there's all sorts of combinations go to their website go to seedsherenow.com uh and check out the site see what oh sold out already bam dominion and munson imperial eagle from munson huh gone see that uh Check yeah. them out for those BOGO deals, but also they go to their um, Seedaholic site and check out their their it's an auction site that's also got where all the charity stuff's at and uh, last packs, lost packs, all those kind of nice and interesting things to find. Uh, done deal uh, at checkout definitely gets you a done deal there, and uh, yeah, they'll they'll be contributing maybe we'll have james call in later who knows you never know mr james bean man on the scene i think he's taking i think he's actually got a, a week without a trade show which is always nice but you never know uh it's on the road all the time but you can check out their lo- local sale you can check out all their sales stuff there their their sites back up and running proper they're taking cards everything's working again flowing no issues so yeah t- check them out at seedsherenow.com don't forget the done deal at checkout and oh. don't forget the, the guys who made all the computing happen around this place uh, our buddies over at Illuminar making uh, some of the best lighting out there right now and you know full spectrum as far as like that full spectrum Ooh. full spectrum as far as uh needs uh and what you what you might need and what you can fulfill with them everything from t5s to leds everything in between double-ended 315s ceramic metal halides every combination every uh different different uh kelvins on the light uh, on the bulbs you know all of this you just go to their site uh illuminarlighting.com throw that done deal at them they'll not know what to do with it but They'll do. They'll, they'll give you some love, I'm sure. Uh, and uh, every month they'll be doing the word of the week. You have to cheek, keep. Was word of? The, I mean, sorry, word of the month. See, I already screwed up. Yeah. Word of the week is now the word of the month. And you've got to go to their to their Instagram accounts and check out there. They'll have you'll have a whole month now to figure it out too. It won't be like, mm-hmm. damn, didn't pay attention, slept all week, forgot. Etc. Right now, it'll be like you have a whole month, figure it out. So, word of the month, and then uh, <coughs> you have the, the, the hardest part. You got to write in. You have to write in to the Adam Dunn Show. Uh, which which one were we telling? Info right? at AdamDunnShow.com. There you go. So that's the one. And uh, then KTI will get that and process it, and we'll evaluate and we'll come up with winners. And we give all we have to do is you have to tell us why you need an Illuminar light, light, what your situation is. And obviously, 
you know, we're looking for those people we can help in the right ways. Last last mm. week, killed it, right? Yeah. The guy just came out back from the hospital. He was like literally coming in, you know, coming in from the hospital, feeling all down, and then bam, we just made his fucking month, year yep. with a brand new light, and he was super stoked, and it was just like felt good all around because we knew that he was in need of one. And the timing couldn't have been better. So, just all you have to do is write us. Uh, <coughs> doesn't have to be long. Two paragraphs, whatever. Yeah, a good paragraph. One good paragraph. I'm happy with. You know, like two would be nice, but you know, maybe three even if you want to get crazy. But Ooh. no, like, well, we just were looking for people that are in need of lighting or and and need convincing too. There's a lot of people out there just like I don't believe it, bro. So, all right, what do you got? How many you going to order? And we'll take. And I guarantee you, if you're uh, a winner and you are in a situation where you just you know you have uh you want to buy more lights off of them i guarantee you you buy more lights directly off of luminar after winning one and they're going to hook you up because they're going to be like see it's win- it's working <laughs> it's working so it doesn't all have to be about giveaway 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 it can also just be i got a huge operation i don't believe you guys are a bunch of cunts you might even go for that <laughs> right <laughs> right just be like oh yeah here you go Booyah, and then all of a sudden we make a huge sale. So that's, that's the way it goes. It goes around, comes around. It's not, it doesn't have to be all sob stories, right? Yeah. I, don't want, I don't want people to think they have to so- do sob stories sure. to win. Because then everyone's making up shit. Yeah. And then it's like a bunch of bullshit. So don't want that. But if it's real, and like his was real, so that was a good, that was a good one. Yeah, man. And uh, you go to IlluminarLighting.com, throw down the done deals, check them out. Um, if they're coming into, if you ever see their booths, their they're amazingly large booths set up, then swing by, bust their balls, tell them you heard about it on the, on the Adam Dunn show. You need the done deal right now, right here. Mm-hmm. Where's Maz? That's what I would say. Where's Maz? That's it. Yeah. Pretty much. Sweet. All right. And that in that actually is all of the. See that, guys? I know it's painful. I know you don't want to hear it. Everybody hates. When they do the yeah, unless you listen to Bill Burr, then Bill Burr's ad's the best. So, yeah, I kind of like a good job. it depends on it depends on uh, you know who's who's doing the ads. So, uh, but me now it sucks. I know. Sorry guys. There's a lot of floating soda or waters around here. Let's pull these out. Let's see. It's kind of floating because that was Jaron's water. That was yeah. I was setting up for two people. Yeah. Fucking Jaron, man. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's see. We have a few. Basically, yeah, it's perfect timing. Yep. So, um, our Warner will call in in a few minutes. We're just going to give her a little intro, I guess. would be probably, probably the smart thing to do. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because we, we, we try to bring in uh, guests that you know, obviously are cannabis related and you don't get more cannabis related than people like her because she has been immersed in it from from the mid-90s. And like I said earlier, it was a very special time. Uh was like the Jack's book was really making sense to a lot of people. I think that's, mm-hmm. you know, usually everybody's sort of like first thing they say when you ask them how they got involved because somehow Jack's name rolls right in there because you know, we know he's definitely like was putting out the the beacon at that time sure and uh so uh she had uh, let's see 
Hold on. Yeah, it seems like the late to mid nineties, mid mid to late nineties was a, a a huge time for activism in cannabis. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was I was just I was in high school from ninety six to ninety nine. So, like, I kind of was on the fringe of it. You know, what I mean, I wasn't totally into can. I was smoking weed by what sophomore year or something like that. Freshman's and sophomore year, but um, it was interesting. Um, yeah. You just start seeing it more, especially when California went medical, you know, then you start seeing everything more around. And then it was interesting when medical did finally pop in Colorado and you started seeing all the medical stuff. And like there back then you're able to announce deals on the window and stuff like they used to have like buy one, get one eighth for blah, blah, blah. You know what I mean? But then they, the med eventually squashed that and you couldn't do like outside advertising for actual products. Mm hmm. But well, so we're gonna have Amy give us a call. Um, this is I Warner. Oh, I don't mm-hmm. say I should say Amy because that's the thing. I can't say her name because I don't know how to pronounce it. Let's yeah. figure that out because I'm the worst. But <laughs> luckily, she's got an easier name, which is I Warner. So she can uh, call in at any given moment, and we will we'll get this ball rolling. Uh, and see, I knew she was right there. Aha, uh-huh. welcome to Aha, uh-huh. I see, I see, aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, welcome to the show. Uh, it's great to have you here. I'm honored to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's uh, it's real, real, real nice to have the people who, like I was saying, with to uh, my guy MTI here that you know, mid '90s was such a whack, like such a moment in time when very few people were grasping what was possible. You know what I mean? They were just kind of like. Everybody heard about it, but nobody really knew what was like the the real details. And it was like we were we were all learning. I think at those times, what was the what was your what was your sort of introduction and like how did that start and who kind of turned you on to the whole idea or what was what was your inspiration? Let's say. Well, cannabis or hemp? I, mean, I think I think hemp and gen- well, I think cannabis. We kind of all usually go back to around 15 or 16 when we all smoked cannabis you know what i mean hemp was like it's abstract almost like because at that time there was it was nothing available you know the reality was you could find it if you really like searched high and low but there was i think hemp was the more that's the one i'm really interested in as far as the the your your because we can talk about cannabis we'll go through that too but i feel like the starting point of you and your business was probably in that moment in time like when did you have that flash where you were just like this is more than you know like how how we all kind of felt i think it was a specific moment for me i was pregnant with my daughter it was 1994 and i was pregnant with my daughter darian who just turned 24 years old uh two days ago three days ago and um i walked into the fremont hemp company you know and i had been hip to marijuana for years and years and years i was a you know casual user mm-hmm. Um, but walked in there and it, it literally blew my mind. I mean, it was like fabric and paper and, you know, books and, you know, candles and just about everything. And, but the big thing was Jack's book mm-hmm. you know, for many of us, the emperor wears no clothes was, you know, it was just life altering for me. Yeah. And not only in the sense that it turned me on to all these other, uh, opportunities and um, pur- purposes for this plant. Mm-hmm. But it was the first time that I had really thought about um, the government not really telling me the truth. You know, Jack's book really kind mm-hmm. of, you know, opened it all, you know, split it wide open for me. 
Yeah, yeah. And I think that happened to a lot of people. And it was also like, I think, the con because that's the thing is he even used the word conspiracy. And I don't think I was really hip to the whole concept. I just knew I liked weird shit. You know what I mean? I always liked weird stuff. You yeah. know, it was always like, you know, fringy in my own way. But yeah. then when I read the when I read the Emperor, I really had that like pissed off. Like I I became an activist in my head real quickly. You know what I mean? Because I was like, oh shit. And then anything I could do at that moment, I kind of felt like okay. When, once I got to Amsterdam and I got into the industry a little bit, I was like, how can we shake it up every time? I wanted to figure it out. But but at the same time, it's hard in Amsterdam because everybody's so like it's you know they think it's legal, so they're like it's legal. We don't have to do anything. And I was like. Mm. No, yeah. not really, but you know, and and but what made you so so you, did you get that activist kind of thing quickly or how you know, did the part didn't really come for me right away. I uh you know, I really didn't embrace that label until the Chabala, which is we'll talk about that later, but for me it was about oh my goodness, there's all these things that I can do with this plant. I mean, I was really just inspired and so when my company used to be called Cannabis Creations, and then it was Cannabis Creations Body, and then Cannabis Basics, and now Hemp Basics as well. Um, you, but, sound, you sound like me. I always had so many like little alter, like I had Hood Lamb and I had Hood Lab, and everybody'd be like, "But what? Are you, huh?" And I'd be like, "Well, the Hood Lab is a place, and the Hood Lamb is a brand." Exactly. But it's you know, I, I had to kind of break away from that a little bit. But it was yeah. hard for people. So everyone would call it a hood lab jacket. And I'm like, no, that's the hood lamb. You know, it's yeah. whatever. <laughs> I don't want to branding. Like we had to learn about branding and how powerful that was. I mean, for me, you know, when I first got into it, I was making, I was hand dyeing my own fabric. I was hand dyeing my own yards for jewelry. That's when hemp bracelets were hip. Yeah. I was, uh, you know, making beeswax candles. I was having a friend do artwork for pillows. Mm -hmm. I was making clothing. I was. Um, you know, and then I had body care and, um, you know, and, and, uh, recognized for my efforts in body care. I mean, I, I, I got the, you know, I don't know if you remember the Bioneer Awards, but that was a big I do. deal. I do remember that. Pimp Times, Bioneer. Anyway, I got it the, the year that they closed it down. So it was the last opportunity. It was a big deal for me because mm -hmm. that was back before pay to play. You know, when you 25 years ago, 24 years ago, 23 years ago, when you got an award, it was because of merit. It wasn't because you gave someone a thousand bucks yeah. and you chosen out of all of that. But um, as far as the activism thing goes for me, I mean, I've always considered myself an advocate and I've always almost considered myself an evangelist almost. Like once I got started on this, you pretty much couldn't shut me up. But we're, we're, we're mid-90s now. Not everybody was even, they even knew what hemp was. They still thought, you know, that I still got all the questions. Can I smoke that shirt? Can I, oh, as, yeah. You, yeah. as you do too, all the really uneducated questions. And um, so for me, it really wasn't about activism. I, uh, hemp was legal. Mm -hmm. We could use it. We could source it. And then, of course, the 2003 hemp appeal, you know, there was that challenge to the HIA. And so there were some challenges along the way, but the hemp that I was using, you know, I was first sourcing it from Inner Mongolia back in 95. Mm -hmm. And of course, Canada legalized in 98. And then by 99, I was able to source organically grown hemp seed oil from mm -hmm. Canada. And then, you know, and I, I still use organically grown hemp seed oil from Canada to this day until we can get American farmers up to, mm -hmm. up to stuff. But 
Yeah, the activism thing, like, I guess I've always been an activist, but I didn't really consider myself an activist until, like, the last five years when I was really just, like, yeah. you know, getting law changed, you know, so, um, well, but always a lover of hemp and always an advocate. As a matter of fact, you know, in my group of people, it was really just me and my best friend. I really couldn't talk to many people about it. We, you know, as you know, from back in the hemp days, there really wasn't this big community. We yeah. were all scattered all over the country and yeah. there really wasn't yes there was the hia that was the only real support system that we had right that's all we had we didn't have the washington H. you know what i mean we just mm -hmm. we were out here on our own pretty much for those first 10 15 years yeah and that was a, that, that was the funny part about being where i was is that you know we were like we started in 93 and in 93 it was like like uh, Stevie D was coming. To, everybody came to Amsterdam. You know, they all came, and every big player that's out there now that's like you know like Godfather status or whatever, like him, where it's just like you know. The, but at that time, he, when they came through, we were the only him guys in town. Like no one cared. Like all the Dutch didn't give a shit. You know, and it was just kind of like it was weird because we were in a like upstairs weird place but it was dope when you got there but you had to come up some stairs and it was a little bit like what the fuck am i at you know what i mean so it was like uh but we ended up renting spaces to to stevie d and to all those people so we had like a whole hemp we, we were like as close you could get to like a hemp community yeah. in europe in europe that we had just because everybody came to amsterdam at some point you know what i mean and so we kind of created that uh framework for that like tiny it was so it was weird because holland you'd think would be more on point but they were very like uh standoffish about it and like the only the drunkers are the only people that really tried with the hash museum and the hemp museum turning it into the hemp museum but everybody else you didn't really have that community here right you had to create that community oh yeah Amsterdam of all places mm -hmm. yeah. yeah and and i think uh as you see now it's different with social media because when if we didn't you know we were like everybody was working off of business cards and, and calling each other and checking on each other and you know and it was like there was a little bit like this weird layer that you had to kind of work in because like i couldn't only imagine how many like actual you know cops came through the dam and tons and so we'd kind of feel them out and here and there but you know that there's like at that time period everybody anything cannabis anything hemp related is automatically associated to weed especially a leaf or something like that and i think you you were you were able to use a leaf in your advertisement which most people that's like the first thing you tell them not to do yeah. If, if you don't want to have to fucking eat a bunch of labels because you're not allowed to use them in this place or that place. For my logo specifically, I was one of the, back in the hemp days, back in the mid-90s, I was one of the only companies that was using the word cannabis. I wasn't even using the word hemp. It was cannabis creations. Mm -hmm. You had crucial creations. You had, you know, everybody was skirting around it. Yeah. And I just knew hemp was also cannabis. So I wanted that. Yeah. I wanted that connection. I was able to, to hang on to it and, you know, moving it forward to, to today, I'm really glad that I went that way. Sure. And, yeah, and you were doing the correct way, actually. You, you, were, you were actually, you know, putting it in the correct form, which most people, because we were Cannabis in Amsterdam. That was the original company, CIA. That's how we were called, right? Yeah. So it was Cannabis in Amsterdam. Yeah. And so they couldn't get a bank account, couldn't get nothing. It was like the classic. We learned the hard way quickly. Like, that's probably not the greatest idea to put cannabis as your first word in your name. <laughs> if you don't want to get fucked over on any of those situations and we did 
and we, we, we learn the hard way, but it's, but or, it's, you know, get your, you know, have your parent company and use your parent company and all things. I mean, my parent company is mother earth green services. So, you know, I, I don't put cannabis on any of my, you know, it's, it's a DBA. It's not on anything. No, else. we went, no, we were, we were, t- like I said, we were 22, 23. So we straight down to the place, registered it, got that. That was no problem. But we couldn't do anything with it. We just everywhere we went, they were like, "What? You know, like, what are you talking about?" You're like, "Oh, it's short for CIA. Don't worry about it. It's cool. It's cool." Yeah. Um, so when you when you started your your first thing, you said it was you and your friend. That's how you started. It was me. It was, she was just the only person that would listen to me talk yeah. in nauseam about hemp and cannabis. You yeah. know what I mean? We smoked a lot of weed together, and she did help me do some things. But um, no, I I started the company myself and. You know, I think that one of the things as as marijuana smoker, as a ganja smoker, we come up with, you know, it's that creative brain. Mm -hmm. We have so many ideas. So when I first, the company first started, like I said, I had eight different lines of products. And I finally had to, you know, focus. When when I'm giving advice to people coming, I'm like, listen, you got a stoner brain. You're going to come up with three great ideas an hour. Yeah, yeah. Got to know which ones are just shiny things and mm-hmm. which ones are going to fit your path. And so I'm super grateful that I chose the body care because had I chose anything else, mm-hmm. I would not have been able to move when medical marijuana was the move. So eight eight years ago now. So right. I had an award-winning hemp body care company when I started adding THC to everything. Right. So it was the right move for me. Um and then, you know, of course, I changed the branding on it. And that was, you talk about our evolution in branding, you know, Cannabis Creations, it was Cannabis Creations for like 15 years, mm-hmm. and I let that go. But I let it go because I knew that it was the right thing to do. Nobody remembered it. Cannabis Creations, Cannabis Creations Body, Cannabis Basics was the right move. And, you know, but, you know, you, you, you're in love with something for 15 years, it's a little hard to let it go. Um, but yeah. So so yeah, you you basically did stuff in reverse order. Let's say, uh, because most people didn't get into hemp until recently. Let's say most people, you know, didn't even realize that that's an option. Whereas you know, you were already making non THC body care for long for eight or nine years. You said so. Well, more like fifteen. Oh, fifteen years. Yeah. So that was the easiest transition, probably from from that. What was with, with adding THC? Um, do you do that on a separate thing or do you do that as a different, totally different process from start to finish? Uh, no, actually, well, it is completely separate because my... It has to be, of course, but I'm saying the same like, concept, though, like the same, like as far as you putting in the stuff at the same... Exact same formulas. Okay. Exact same formulas, except that the Hemp Basics line has hemp seed oil and hemp-derived CBD. Mm-hmm. And the Cannabis Basics line has hemp seed oil hemp-derived CBD, marijuana-derived cannabinoids and terpenoids and lipids and chlorophyll, all of that. So mm-hmm. my Cannabis Basics line has cannabis in it four different ways. My Hemp Basics line is hemp seed oil and hemp-derived CBD. Okay. Of course, full spectrum for me always. Gotcha. And you know, but basic products. And so when you say full spectrum, are you talking tiny bit, tiny, tiny, tiny bit of THC in there? Or are you, or are you talking broad spectrum with like remove THC like you that's that's an extra step basically but it hasn't been removed there's a tiny tiny bit yeah, yeah. falls under the 
know, it just stays under the point three, which is the way to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the best way, and then and, and that's that's in my opinion, like it's just win. Like what you're saying is all win, win, win when it comes to anything that's going on your skin or in your body. You know what I mean? Like there's no point of skimping on any way, shape, or form because if you do, that's yeah. just coming out at the end. So you, yeah, your yeah. your formulas are, are on point, which is which is. Good. I don't know. I don't know how deep you want to get into the hemp CBD conversation, but. You know, one of the things I, it's I a rabbit that, hole. Let's we can jump down it. <laughs> we can jump down. Rabbit hole, real quick, because I do want to get just a few points out. You know, I it's it's so crazy to me what's happening. You know, uh, it's the low hanging fruit. So everybody is jumping in, and most everyone is using isolate and adding it to whatever lotion or whatever they can find on the internet, throwing them together, and they've got the best thing ever. That's what's happening in general. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, there are other things in those extracts. If you do whole plant extract, you know, there, you've got the lipids, you've got the chlorophyll, you've got other cannabinoids that we're not talking about. I mean, yeah, you know. That, that are definitely helping out. You know, I mean, everything's helping. It's, even oh. in here, there's more than just CBD. There's, you know, it's, it's that whole plant is what that whole plant has to offer. And then when we talk to what marijuana has to offer, what are we talking, like over 115 cannabinoids? And the only conversation that we're having is about two mm-hmm. THC and now CBD. Yeah, and, and, and they're learning. And you know, once people learn about CBG, they're like, yeah. And then you tell. Well, the thing is, all you have to do is tell them how much a kilo of CBG is worth to a kilo of CBD, and, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, well, that's all we're gonna grow. You know what I mean? And it's like, yeah, but you're you're missing the point. Like, if exactly. if if I'm thinking that, so is fucking five thousand other people. You know, you saw how quickly the CBD prices dropped. Oh, yeah. And and you know people were seeing twenty thousand dollars a kilo and going down to, to to eleven to you know to, or to fourteen to eleven to six to four and a half to four you know what I mean and by next year it'll be. Equates per milligram. All I know is per milligram when I started sourcing hemp derived CBD from Europe six seven years ago, it was twenty two cents a milligram. Now, this is one of the most frustrating things about the whole CBD marketplace to me is. These products are being marketed to people that need them for their health mm-hmm. and for their wellness, and they're getting ripped off for the most part because if there's, for me, any manager, any, any manufacturer worth their salt isn't paying more than a penny a milligram. Right. So when you've got a formula that's got 100 milligrams and they're charging 100 bucks for it, there's a dollar worth of CBD in that. And mm-hmm. so to me, I want all patients to know this. I want all consumers to know this because they're getting ripped off. Mm-hmm. right now and there's just no reason for it and let's you know and i'll then the whole conversation about isolate most of these formulas are being isolate is being used and then you're not getting all the other beautiful stuff yeah no and for me it's a pet peeve also it's one of those like you know th- there's so many companies out there that are putting product in just like that where it's, it's easy to get to exact exact the amount that they think that they're putting in but it's not working you know what i mean and explain it to them from day one it's like it's i'd rather have you know, whole plant any day. Yeah, even low levels. It's not yeah. always, it's not a measuring contest. It's, yeah. it's about the, the synergy and the entourage effect. You oh, know, no. and then one more point about the CBD products that uh-huh. are out there. Uh-huh. In, in, in my line, in my both of my lines, they're all, chemo- all, all natural, no chemical preservatives, no man-made fragrance oils. So many of these, you know, and I see it more in the topical world because when you're talking about a tincture, you've got way less ingredients. But people that are, 
whipping these topicals up, they're going and they're buying these base lotions or whatever it is. And, you know, I guess my the takeaway is that for consumers to just read those ingredient lists, if it's nothing that you wouldn't put in your mouth, you shouldn't be putting it on your skin. Our skin is our largest organ. And so I just want people to be conscious about what they're buying, you know, mm-hmm. price point and natural ingredients. If they if they guide themselves by and and whole plant extraction. If they guide the if the consumer guides themselves by those three things, then they should be okay looking for products, you know, in any marketplace. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and again, like uh, food and salves and anything that you're eating, smoking, or rubbing on your body pretty much should be the highest quality that it could be. You know what I mean? And that's, that's something you should be aware, everybody should be aware of. But, uh, and, and I'm amazed at how much of this product is getting sold. And, you know, it's at every gas station and every, like, truck stop. You know what I mean? And, and I'm always telling people, I'm like, you know, you know that, like, in my opinion, a lot of that stuff's dirty, guaranteed, right? Um, in all ways, pesticides and fungicides and any, any mold and all the all the all the pro, all the possibilities are are there. But of course, when it looks clean and it's like, oh, it's you know, it's ninety nine point yeah ninety nine point six percent or whatever, and technically it may be clean in a sense as far as like to their point, but it's contaminated from day one. You know, what I mean, and, and it doesn't stop by some process. You know what I mean? It's at the end of the day. Even mold, like whenever I see people using moldy product in anything, it's just like, it just kills me because you know that stuff will go through every screen possible and it gets into any, you know, it's it's much smaller size-wise molecularly than, than cannabis, so it's going to get through everything. Oops. And at the end of the day, you end up with a bunch of, uh, you know, inferior product. And it's like, why is it dark? Well, because it was moldy, you know, what I mean? you know. So how do you... Same thing with any cannabis product. You start with the best quality. I always have a problem with this topicals because I do use sugar leaf, but I use the highest quality sugar leaf organically grown. And so, you know, I I have a problem with people saying, oh, you use the waste. Well, no, I don't use waste. I use premium sugar leaf in my products and I make sure that it's organically grown. And of course, I do my own extractions and I test it, you know, myself for, for all this, you know, all this stuff just to make sure. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of inferior products, and I just really, you know, want consumers to be aware that, you know, I, and I think also I, I always give props to, and I'm sure you have a million times on your show, Adam, Project CBD, you know, I mean, for the general consumers, if they go one place, you know, if they go anywhere for, uh, to look on how to shop for CBD products, to go to Project CBD. I can't give those guys enough. Fred Gardner and Martin Lee, you know, they've been doing this work for years and years, and, you know, they're just a really amazing resource for all consumers. Yeah, it's all about your source material, like, no matter what. If you don't partner up, if you're if you're not a grower, and you, you've got to partner up with the best grower you can find. Right. If you are a grower, you have to just, you know, concentrate on growing the cleanest product possible since you yeah. know where it's going. I, I, I was always afraid when the when the juicing thing was all like kind of a hot hot hype, you know. And everybody's all about juicing, and I'm like, yeah. Very rarely do I ever see anything that I'd want to juice, you know, even my own product, because I'm thinking like, eh, you know, like it's not. Uh, by the time it's been treated to get to to be where it's at, even if it's like just microbial, uh, uh, you know, treatments and things that I'm like, you know, 
it'd have to be like the youngest, tenderest plant grown in the sun organically, then I'll juice yeah. it. You know what I mean? The, once it's grown mm-hmm. in like any kind of, uh, uh, sort of premixed soil, fed bottle, newts, any of those things that just kind of kills the, the, even yeah. even want of doing it, you know. I also think, as far as reducing is concerned, I don't know much about reducing, but I do. Um, I think Dr. Russo, Ethan Russo, you know, he he had said, "Please, I'm, I hope I'm quoting him right." Is that when you're juicing, you have you would have to juice so much to get the benefits of you know concentrated THCA, you know, to you know, so you would have to have to juice a lot of leaf every day. Get, you know, yeah, and uh, it, it was it was it was one of those moments in, back in the day when I was like, oh, I kind of was dreaming it, and I grew, I went back to the states and I got a juicer, I got like a hand juicer, and then I grew, I got a bunch of uh, wheatgrass because I was like, I'm going to do it with wheatgrass so I get the vibe, and then I'm going to start doing it with my, and then it just kind of like it fell off so fast. I was like, ugh, like I'm not doing that. Anymore. Like it was it's not it wasn't worth getting to that point of. I have hope for the future, though, that someone will do it and they'll do it right. You know, if if, if that's if that's their goal, I, I'm sure there's a way to have that grown in mass and get them fresh and you know get them young and. Yeah, you, you just got to grow tons of seedlings, and uh, yeah. you know that's the thing: seedlings, and then take them as like sprouts almost, and then juice them at that point. Like when they're THCA is there in, in the sprout thing. No. Know? No, and I mean I wouldn't. By the Later. time by the time you get to THC, though, it's like that's like prickly and like real, just bad bad cells to kind of deal. With. Like you wouldn't even want to. I don't think you'd want that. I think you'd want it as like a non, as like a CBG boost. You know what I mean? Because that's pretty much where it's going to be at that point. Is it's going to be all CBG, right? There's not going to be hardly any CBD or THC. At the, if I, bet, I do know a lot of people that do. Yeah. yeah, you it's just have. They grow for themselves, they juice for themselves. Yeah. Like, I would go more for the shoots than I would go for the leaves because the leaves always seem a little bit, like I said, unless they're tender, young, and <laughs> like really like, okay, I'll juice these. It's like eating pot brownies with the full bud in it. Yeah, exactly. All gritty. All gritty. Um, so, yeah, so it's basically with your two groups, uh, so Chaba is the cannabis one, right? Or Chaba is can- cannabis basic, yes. And so yeah. CHAPA stands for? Cannabis Health and Beauty Aid. Okay. And then this is the mouthful. This is like, this is the one when I was already like, and I saw it, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, be the wor- I'm the worst at reading anything or looking at things. So it's Ichabapa. 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 Okay. Ichabapa. <laughs> International <laughs> Cannabis Health and Beauty Aids Producers Alliance. That's a right. mega mouthful. When, mega when, mouthful. When, when, did that, when did that start? Uh, that started after I was able to get the Chaba law passed. So what happened for me, and, and I'll just tell you the story because we can't really talk about it without this kind of yeah, sure. background. So, uh, so hemp back in the 90s, up into the 2000s, and then about, I guess about eight years ago, a friend of mine asked me to help him open a medical marijuana dispensary. And because um, I had opened several businesses having nothing to do with cannabis. I'm like, sure, great. And that's when I started looking at the science. And that's when I first came across the word cannabinoid. I didn't even, I knew what th- I knew there was THC. I didn't know it was a cannabinoid. And mm-hmm. so right about then, that's when it hit me. Oh my goodness, if I add these cannabinoids to my already award-winning hemp seed oil products, right. 
and I might have something really spectacular. And that's exactly what happened. So I developed these products and I was sold in the medical marijuana. I had about 125 medical stores here in, um, you know, it wasn't very regulated. It was an unregulated medical marijuana marketplace. And then when 502 passed, um, Allison Hokum, the writer of 502, the 502 initiative, which is how we got recreational or adult use marijuana, um, she used that 0.3% THC as, as a way to uh, knock out anything hemp. Mm-hmm. Really, there's a different in definition. So Chaba was written on that 0.3, but it means something completely different. So when we're talking about hemp, we're talking about a plant, dry weight basis, less than 0.3% THC. Uh-huh. We took that level and we wrote some legislation. So I, you know, I'm like, there's all of my products were less than 0.3% THC, which didn't define them as hemp. Mm-hmm. It defined them as low level marijuana topicals. And so I went to my legislative district, uh, Senator Jeannie Cole Wells, who happened to also be our medical champion here in Washington State, cannot give her enough props. She's King County Councilwoman now. Anyway, she happened to be my legislative district senator, and I took my products in there and I said, listen, the way 502 was written, I have no pathway forward into the new regulated market, Mm -hmm. and they're going to kill medical. Like when our 502 passed, medical's gone. Like we didn't have this smooth transition. It was gone. So I lost 125 medical dispensaries in one day, basically. And so so what Chaba means, so this is the definition, topicals, less than 0.3% THC, non-intoxicating. And so that less than 0.3% THC in a finished product mm-hmm. actually means less than 84 or less than 85 milligrams in a one ounce container. So in my one ounce cream, I could have up to 84 milligrams of activated THC in that product. So that's a significant amount. Mm-hmm. You would eat that whole jar of cream like you would probably get diarrhea and maybe throw up, but you would also probably get quite high. So, um, so that's, basically, that's all I need to hear. That's all I need to hear. They're like, she said, get high. I heard it. I heard it. <laughs> I know. Sorry. But, but no, my products are not. So remember topicals only not yeah. to be ingested. Right. Less than 0.3% non-intoxicating. Okay. So if there's a topical that is less than 80, less than 0.3%, but they put something like a DMSO in there mm-hmm. to get it into your bloodstream, that does not qualify as Chaba. Chaba is this narrowly defined topical thing. And so what we did was in legal language, we defined it and we removed Chaba out of the Washington State Controlled Substances Act. Mm-hmm. So this was profound. It, it, you know, it's a piece of legislation almost nobody knows about because you know, it was the first removal of anything cannabis out of any state's individual controlled substances act. Mm-hmm. The very next next session, we were able to remove industrial hemp out of the Washington State Controlled Substances Act. And as you know, just back in January, we removed uh, industrial hemp out of the Federal Controlled Substances Act. So this has been the progression of things. But so basically what it did is it defined these low-level marijuana topicals and removed it out and and introduce them into the mainstream marketplace, mm-hmm. right? So my products, my Chaba products, my Cannabis Basics products can be sold in all grocery stores. All massage therapists can use it in their practice. They can sell it out of their practice. My stuff, because I'm not a 502 processor, my stuff is everywhere but the adult pot shops. 
So it's this rare, beautiful thing that only happens here in Washington State. Right. California doesn't have this. Colorado doesn't have this. Nowhere else do they have weed cream on grocery store shelves. That's awesome. And it's been four years. We just celebrated four years on July 1st. And the sky has not fallen. Mm -hmm. and people have access. And, you know, people that would never go into an adult use pot shop, they're going into the grocery store and getting pain, you know, creams for their aches and pains, their eczema, their psoriasis, whatever. You know, um, it's, a, it's an issue of access. So all those patients that lost access when we lost medical marijuana now have access to topicals that have THC in them in our grocery stores. Yeah, that's that's, that's awesome. super that's super amazing. Yeah, because it's like yeah. if you see all because I mean it's, it is like it is everywhere, right? You go to like Walgreens and you see CBD and then you see this and you see and but you know that they're going to say zero THC on them and they're going to be you know pretty much some smoke and mirrors at that point. So it's it is nice to see some that works, you know. I just want to say, you know, and mine, I, I could put 84 milligrams in mine, but I don't. I actually, I, I formulate for the top three for me, THC, THC, and CBD. But because I do whole plant extractions and infusions, you're getting trace levels of all the other 115 or so cannabinoids plus the terpenoids plus the chlorophyll and the lipids and, oh. and all that other stuff. And I will say one more thing about the CBD market. Anybody that's making CBD-only products, if they could legally put THC in their products, they would. You know what I mean? That's mm -hmm. just the evolution of that. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, you know, I have the Chaba line, Cannabis Basics, in Washington State only. Yeah, but it really wasn't until I could have been doing CBD only for all these years, but I didn't. I wasn't comfortable with that because I was the face of Chaba here in Washington State. I wasn't comfortable with putting my national hemp, you know, hemp-derived CBD and hemp seed oil mm -hmm. on the marketplace until the farm bill passed. Once the farm bill passed, then I was like, okay, let's do this. We will create a pathway, we'll introduce them to hemp basics, and then when it federally gets descheduled, then cannabis basics will have a foothold, you know, in all of the other states that, that CBD is now allowed in. So... You know, hopefully, you know, eventually there won't be any more hemp basics. You know, I would love to see the entire country be able to have access to cannabis basics with the full plant, you know, uh, extractions and infusions in it. And hemp seed oil. Let's not forget about hemp seed oil. Yeah, which, I mean, America, it's funny how America is such a, on a different path than Canada was. So when Canada, like Canada followed all the rules and did all the hemp kind of like you would do hemp and made hemp seeds and then got into whole hemp seeds and, you know, pretty much run the entire food market of it all and the food grade oil of it all because they're doing such volume america's kind of like straight to cbd and that's it like no one's even really thinking outside the box you know you say on our in our pilot program here in washington state you know we passed pilot program two years ago and then we just passed you know the feds descheduled and then now we just updated our pilot program so there's another you know washington state department of ag now there's a whole nother perimeter you know about about the pilot program there's, you know, everyone wants to grow for CBD. I'm like, but what? I want to be a hemp seed processor. I need farmers to grow grain for me. And really nobody's interested in growing grain for me because they all want the quick money in CBD. And I'm like, sure. but let's do the long game here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I want to stop buying hemp seed oil from Canada at some point. You know, I want to buy from Washington farmers. Yeah. Their processor. 
Yeah, it's kind of like the uh, the they're going to do everything backwards, kind of like just by legalizing cannabis before actually legalizing hemp in a lot of places. And you're just like, what is going on, guys? You guys should have had this shit dialed in already. But yeah. now, now everybody's kind of scrambling to figure out uh, how to make quick money, like you were saying, with CBD. And that's going to fall. That that bottom's going to fall out soon, too, because it's like if everybody that I know is doing a big, giant hemp project and there's, I'm only one person, there's, you know, tens of thousands of other people doing the same thing and they all can't win. You know what I mean? So everyone's going to come to market around the same time. And mm-hmm. how come it's only a thousand bucks a kilo? <laughs> You're like, well, it's because there's shitloads of it. How much people are we going to get, really? Yeah, I think like 1500 bucks probably in the long run, you know, 20, 2200, something like that. It'll just be like pound of weed. Actually, weed is more, gone up lately. So, like, you know, now weed is more expensive because everybody's. Yeah, you know, it's like a pendulum. It's going to, hopefully, it'll balance out, I would think, you know. Um, but uh, quality, quality, quality. Whole plant, whole plant, whole plant. Can't say it enough. Yeah, you that's, it's, and it's, it's interesting that people don't get it sometimes. So you're like, you're like, okay, well, it doesn't work. It doesn't work like just that one thing ever work. Even with even with THC, like pure THC, eh, it's not interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah, the terpenes, it's not good. Yeah, it's not a good thing. It's like you put it, you go like, ugh, that tastes terrible. Like it doesn't have a good. It's not. There's nothing going on there. So without. There was one thing that happened here with this pilot program that just passed. Just this was last session. You know, we legalized. Uh, marijuana first. So I saw these pot growers, and, and I love anybody that's in cannabis that is trying to do with ethics and with love, I'm in support of them. So I don't want anybody to take offense. You know, but as a hamster, as that being my top priority, um, it's a frustrating thing that we didn't legalize hemp here until two, four years later. Mm-hmm. So marijuana growers got precedent over pretty much everything but the, the the bill that just passed this past session basically it says there's no distance between the two and whoever comes first so we're, we're no longer in a situation where a marijuana grower can now bump a hemp farmer just because they just because they're have priorities so that is a good thing that just happened mm-hmm. in, you know last session yeah and i mean we've already i mean you've seen already like oregon just grew itself completely out of out of the water really like you know it was like well that was great you guys produced so much cannabis so fast that now mm-hmm. you got just stockpiles of crappy yeah. weed everywhere that nobody wants because it's all two years old now and so at the end of the day uh it doesn't take much especially for the amount of people who actually consume compared to population you know what i mean like when you have 11 12 big grows going on that are producing enough cannabis each of them for the whole state each each cycle you know what i mean and then that's going to also be a problem uh absolutely you know and we still don't have homegrown here adam so that's terrible i won't give up until we you know i'm you know part of normal women of washington and um it's amazing group of just badass women that are you know we're just getting it every year down on olympia we're trying to do trying to do things and you know, record expungement and home grow, you know, are, are our top priorities. And we, we won't give up until people can grow their own, you know, just a, for the pesticide issue alone. You sure. have to be able to control their own medicine is, is my, you know. Thing. Well, it's more than that, too, isn't it? Like, you know, uh, it's so noticeable when you have somebody who is properly 
ill or has you know serious issues or whatever and they they but they learn how to grow even a small like couple plants and everything turns around for those people because they actually get their hands dirty they're in the soil they're doing stuff they're like feeling right. they're accomplished you know what i mean and then at the same time it's like anything when you smoke your own cannabis especially that first time you're like you're so high before you've ever even like rolled a joint. You know what I mean? You're like, you're like shaking inside because you're so excited. And then you finally like, you know, usually hopefully you're happy. It's not, but like a lot of times, you know, it's still a little fresh or whatever it is. And, and but it doesn't matter. It gets you so high that time just because you're, you're, you're buzzing. Yeah, already. I felt like that the first time I grew hemp. Yeah. You know what I mean, and this is my sixth year of growing my little research spot and, you know, nothing makes me happier. Mm-hmm. You, you know. Uh, so, were you talking like a, just a couple acres or one acre? No, a half acre? Like a half teeny, acre? Teeny tiny. Okay, just just small test. And take notes on. Nice. And then you get, uh, you have successful seeds from other places, or you're, you're doing lots of runs or different things, or? I'm trying, I have got several different things going on. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, you know, I'm looking. It's quite, it's quite hard. It's quite hard to match up with hemp because it's such a, you know, a particular plant that it, you're like things that they don't work the same in a lot of conditions, especially, you know, season by season, year by year. You know, I'm in Seattle where we don't have a whole lot of sun. You know, there's no way you're getting two crops in, you know, a season here. No. You know, but... That's, that's my little side side fun. But it brings me so much joy. That's what you're saying. Like, it gets me high just yeah. getting my hands dirty and knowing that I've been doing this for, you know, I've, yeah. Yeah, no, it's, and, that, and that is, that's the whole cool part about, I think, hemp, growing hemp is like saving a lot of growers who are just about to throw in the towel because they were realizing, like, the value wasn't there for the work that they did. And they, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, like, it doesn't get cheaper to grow it. It gets just more expensive in yeah. every, every way, shape, and form. And so people don't appreciate it. Prices are, you know, everything just was in, kind of against it. And now you see a little upswing, which is kind of funny because, like, all of a sudden, everybody who, like, hung in there is actually killing it because yeah. there's not enough. It's so funny because I say I've been in, I've been doing this for 24 years and all this, I'm an overnight success all of a sudden, you know, and I'm finally paying my mortgage and growing my business, you know, so it's just really been a passion play for a couple of decades. I'm just so happy now to, you know, actually finally be growing instead of just surviving, you know, Mm -hmm. I found my bartending job five years ago. So we're on a good, on a good trajectory here. For sure. And and let's talk about um, the other things that you've been doing. Uh, women of Weed, of course, uh, which is on, this, on the title. People are like, Where, where's the Women of Weed part? Uh, but uh, tell us a little bit about how that all started and uh, yeah, we can chat about it. Yeah, that. let's start from the beginning. So it started because, and this takes, it takes me back to the hemp days. It started because when I was in business the first go around, I didn't have a support group. You know what I mean? I did not have, other than my best friend, I didn't really have anybody that was kind of in the same mind frame or whatever. And and um, so I guess about six, we just celebrated six years, by the way. May is our anniversary. So nice. six years, women, we've been around. And um, 
So about six years ago, I realized I had Normal Women of Washington for my activism. I had CCSE, which is now the Cannabis Alliance here in Washington, for my business association. But I needed something for just for fun, you know, just a place to get together and hang with my girls and smoke some weed and eat some good food. And, you know, that's really what it is. It's really, I don't want to say support group because that sounds like we're like messed up in Anybody that's in this culture is a little. Yeah, well, we, we definitely, we definitely need, we need more support groups. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so it just, and it, it means the world to me. I mean, women, and it's a private social club, basically. And so I started it for my own needs that to um, have a group that was just for fun and for support. And it is, you know, it is no longer for me. I think it's fun and support for pretty much everybody else that's involved. But for me, it's not just fun and support. It's been a lot of work. It's been a lot of money. It's to protect it. Um, but the, the the basic, you know, thing is that we, and and it's not about business. Like matter of fact, the agenda. Our my, I say all the time, the agenda is to have no agenda. So it's not like you get invited to come to a women of weed party and you're bringing your business cards and trying to do that. That is a no no. This is a social club. This mm-hmm. is to come and hang and have no agenda. You know, and if you're there trying to sell me something, there's that's a problem. You know what I mean? So it really was just for fun. Um, and, you know, we have scientists and formulators and activists and lawyers and doctors. I mean, you, it runs the CEOs, CFOs and in this group. There's about 170 members at this point. And so there's... There were a hundred original from Washington State that I kind of picked of, you know, the people that I knew in the industry and in the culture, activism, not just business, but also activism, people that were doing the work mm-hmm. with who I was reaching out to. And then each one of those original 100, they get to sponsor in one special cannabis woman for them. So that makes 200. And then the last 100 is the honorary women of we from around the country and around the world. I mean, we've got women as far as Czechoslovakia, Canada. Um, we've got a good chunk of the honorary women in Colorado. A lot of my awesome sisters in Colorado are just crushing it there. Um, whether it be activism or business, you know. I mean, I, I it is a private social club, so I never want to out anybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I certainly, you know, encourage any of the women of we that are signed members to, you know, call Adam's show and say, hey, I'm right here. And. You know, I, I think it's just whether they've ever actually come to a physical gathering or not, it's a sisterhood that means so much to us. And so even those women that are out of the country or out of the state, they every time we have a gathering, and it's, you know, it used to be every month. Now it's like every four months or whatever. Um, they get that invitation. And so if they want to make the trip here and come hang with us, that, that's great. But really, that's what it started out to be was mm-hmm. just a sisterhood of women that were giving at least in some way selflessly back to the plant you know that's that's kind of the basic premise and then about a year ago on our fifth anniversary we had so many people wanting to use the brand um you know people wanted to start chapters and i declined all the chapters i think 300 is a beautiful thing and i'm always encouraging people because i do think community is a really important thing if they want to start a group, start a group, just call it something else, you know? Yeah, once something gets too big, it's always a little bit weird, too. Everything changes. Dynamics change. 
too. We started before Women Grow. We started. We were around before any other women's, other than maybe Wham, I think, mm -hmm. in, in California. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what's her name? Leveron. Um, Wham Collective. Anyway, I think she had a women's group, but that's the only one that I can really think of that was around before Women of Weed. And so it was just this really beautiful thing, but I've been really protective of it, you know, and, and I knew as soon as people were interested in it, that, um, that I needed to protect the intellectual property. Mm -hmm. And so I filed trademarks and, you know, do what I, I did, what I was supposed to do to protect us from other people using it for, for their purposes. And then about a year ago, um, we started Women of Weed Gives because I thought this is such a powerful brand yeah. that I wanted that we could do some good with this. Like I, I, I have never made a dime off of Women of Weed. As a matter of fact, I'm far in the hole for Women of Weed. Um, but my idea was since people want a piece of this, we'll sell mugs and t-shirts and pins and then all the profits from the sales of Women of Weed merchandise goes back to women-run, women-owned nonprofits in the cannabis and hemp space. Mm -hmm. So, And so the, the first three block grant recipients go to Students for Sensible Drug Policy in honor of Betty Aldrich and HempFest in honor of Sharon Whitson and um, Normal Women of Washington in honor of its director. And so we really, uh, we want to do some good with it. Yeah, right. So now we have a social club and a philanthropic arm of my company mm -hmm. to do good for women in the industry and in the culture, not just business, culture. Uh, so I can't say enough about you know that. And they're just an amazing group of women. You know, that's, you know, but it's a, it, it was a private thing, you know, and so yeah, just, it is, it is like, again, when you make a, something that's intimate and, and intimate and tight like that, uh, in the, in the beginning, I'm sure there's a point where, uh, <laughs> people run, run, run with the ball, you know what I mean? Like, they'll be like, Oh, we could do, because they see the potential obviously. Uh, but at the same time, the minute it gets commercialized, it loses its it loses its credibility, and then all of a sudden you get to that. Not to say you do, but I'm saying like in general, anything that does that, it's like having parties. You know what I mean? They're parties for free. Everybody comes, and it's cool. The minute you're like, oh, I'm gonna try to charge at the door, it's like crickets. You know what I mean? Like everybody's wants a free ticket, and or you know they're not coming. Actually, it was the reverse with us. So here's how it works with women of weed. There's no sponsorships. Like only the women that are signed participants can throw a party. Mm -hmm. And that is the only time at any time that they can promote their own business. But there is no buy-in from anybody that is not a member. So Joe Schmo mm -hmm. cannot be a sponsor of Women of Weed. So we actually have people that want to sponsor and we're like, no, no, no. This is about these women that are part of this group. And then, so, you know, every, about every other uh, gathering, the ladies can bring a guest, a female guest. And then once a year we have a co-ed party that everybody can bring their husbands or their partners or whatever it is. So it's not like, you know, we never want anybody in our space. Like a tree so, for it. You have like a tree for it with a little sign out that says no, no, no boys. Well, <laughs> the boys are allowed, but I, I tell you what's not allowed. Media has never been allowed in our actual gatherings from mm -hmm. the get go. We had people wanting to come to the, because it was something that was, new it was edgy nobody could have access to it and so i'm fiercely protective of that even you know we've had national exposure we were in even in nat geo but for the nat geo piece i literally 
handpicked 20 women to come to just a separate thing. We didn't call it a Women of Weed thing. We let them come. We let their cameras come. We let them do interview, but it was not a Women of Weed event. Right. It was an interview with the Women of Weed. And so, and that came off horribly. I hated the whole thing. I'm just going to say. Yeah. It, was, it was just, they, they called this a business association. After all of this prepping, and this mm -hmm. is a social club, they literally, the caption says under our picture, Washington State Business Association. So, you know, I mean, that that pisses me off, you sure. know, they're wrong. It's not, that's not what it is. So, um, yeah, so I'm fiercely protective of it, which, you know, I guess leads us into the you know the the next oh, um, the, the next chapter the next chapter the next chapter well i'm hoping this is, this is a short chapter and we can move on from this because you know um promise problem is it gets so meaty with these guys that they, you never know <laughs> all of a sudden it'd be like wait now it's getting crazy no go ahead well, I, so from the beginning I, I just have to say once we file the federal trademark and if you go to the uspto we have four federal trademark filings we have for associations of for business activism and social purposes of women in the cannabis and hemp space. Boom. So, so associations. So nobody can create an association and call it Women of Food. That's ours. We own it. And then we have the apparel. You know, so we basically, I mean, this is our shirt, Women of Weed, that's our shirt. So we had to protect that. So nobody else can start selling Women of Weed t-shirts, hats, whatever, whatever. And then when Women of Weed Gives was founded a year ago, I needed to to uh, tighten that up a little bit. So anything that we sell under Women of We Gives is protected as well. And then we just filed a fourth one to strengthen all of them about three months ago, four months ago. So we have four federal trademark filings, but from the beginning, there were people you know, trying to use it right away. And mm -hmm. then, yes, I wanna explain just real quick the difference between copyright and trademark. I think a lot of people, you know, there's copyright, patent, trademark. Mm -hmm. We're talking about copyright and trademark here. If someone wants to use the term women of weed in an article or in a magazine or whatever, there's nothing we can do about that. Mm -hmm. That's a copyright issue. What we have property over, we own intellectual property for trademark for those divisions that I talked about. So when someone, you know, let's just say it like high times. <laughs> let's just say, say the word. I have to say it. Sorry. I have to say it. It's all right. We'll try to keep it down to a minimum. We'll keep it down to a minimum. When they start having, throwing parties and calling them women of weed parties and raising money under sponsorships, so not only are they using our name at will, mm -hmm. now they're making money on our name at will. Uh, I got a problem with that. That is in direct conflict with our trademark protection. Sure. And so, you know, so this, this whole conflict started about 14 months ago. They've had three parties every single time we've sent them a cease and desist. Uh, the first two were just kind of ignored. Now we're back and forth with the lawyers. Um, and so, you know, a lot has happened over the last 14 months and I don't wanna give you a blow by blow. It's not even worth, worth my breath. But the fact of the matter is, in my mind, you know, and I celebrate, I wanna say it again, I celebrate all women out there doing shit for cannabis please you know know that i revere you mm -hmm. i i support you but when you know when people are using other people's intellectual property to do whatever the hell they want with it that's a problem sure 
You know, and the, the funny thing with High Times is High Times has been fighting people trying to use their intellectual property for years. So you would think that they would be a little bit more extra sensitive about using someone else's, um, but evidently not. Um, but the point, you know, and I'm sorry, I get a little frustrated <laughs> really? talk about this because it's, it's like I have so many good things going on in my life and the High Times conflict is the only negative thing. Sure. Um, you know, except for my my father, who's in the hospital right now. I just want to give a shout out to him. I love you, Dad. Um, so, but the, back to the high time thing, not only are they using our intellectual property and making money off of it, they're, they're allowing other people, they're selling our name to other people to make money off of it. Yeah. But then there's the whole thing about they're actually sexualizing our image while they're using it. Mm -hmm. and so for me, now I have a major problem with it. You know, it, 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 what you do with your own brand is your business, but don't take someone else's brand and do that. You know, I mean, the, the consumer will decide if you want to use, you know, sex sales. I get it. We're not going to be the first industry in, in the history of industries to not have sex sell products. It's just not going to go away. We can dream about that, but that's not going to happen. But right. what you do with your own... Well, well, you guys were in High Times, right? You guys had articles. Yeah. I have a 20-year history with High Times. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I've, I've been written about in High Times. My products have been featured in High Times. I've been given the Bioneer Award by Hemp Times, Sister Magazine to High Times and Planet mm -hmm. Hemp. Mm -hmm. I have relationships with you know, people that used to work at High Times because all those people that I knew and loved, none of them work there anymore. Yeah. They're all gone. Yeah. They've all been pushed out by the corporate buyout. And I know you know some of the history of that. But the people that I know and love, they're not there anymore. They're not there to have my back anymore. Um, you know, but, you know. It, yes, you know, I mean, so they printed the, I mean, they printed Women of Weed as, a, as an article at one point, way before, about your actual organization, before they used it as a, as a party name exactly. basically that actually isn't true because they, well, I'm, I'm asking actually I'm asking. no they so mary jane gibson wrote an amazing article about the chaba law and about my historical trademark you know because i got the first mm -hmm. trademark that covers a product that has the cannabis leaf and the word cannabis for a federal trademark right. i got it because of my hemp company but it still by default covers it that's a whole nother conversation but when mary jane interviewed me and i love mary jane gibson thank you sister uh, when she interviewed me for that article, she wanted to talk about women of weed. And at that point, it was a private social club. I didn't want to talk about it. And gotcha. I didn't want to. It, it was Fight Club. It was Fight Club of Women's Thank clubs, you. basically. It was a love club. <laughs> yeah. We all call it a Fight Club. We'll call it a love club. Sure. But the fact of the matter is we weren't looking for new members. We weren't recruiting. We weren't selling oh. anything. We didn't, you know, we weren't trying to get sponsorships. It was just for us. Mm-hmm. And this whole high times conflict has forced us to come out of the closet. It's right. basically, you know, what has happened. But you had the trademark before they ever came aboard. Absolutely. Yeah. We've had that trademark and it's been pro proven use, national use since 2013. Right. So, so we weren't written in high times, but we were written in Dope Magazine. You know, uh, the Denver issue had this whole thing. I wrote an article for Dope Magazine because there was so much confusion over women. <laughs> Finally, like, well, let me just write an article to, to, you know, dispel any of the confusion. And so I did that. So we've had national and even international press and, you know, have those trademarks. But, but I want to get back to the, to the thing about what bothers me about this whole thing. Mm -hmm. 
just because you can do something, whether it's legal or not, and my, my lawyer is, you know, arguing that it is not, they are not lawfully doing what they're doing. Okay, so that's one part of it. Even if they could lawfully do what they're doing, how dare they mm -hmm. do what they're doing? This is 170 amazing pioneering women in the cannabis and hemp space. Mm -hmm. And even though we're not out of the closet, it still doesn't matter. Like it, it's so offensive to me on so many levels. And then, you know, the whole sexualization thing is on a whole nother level. I don't know. Did you see the Forbes piece? I, yeah, no, I did. I did. It was definitely uh, taste, I mean, tasteless. Tasteless, distasteful. I mean, they literally used that model as a prop. They mm -hmm. cut her face out, made her ass bigger, blew her up in a full size, and let people take pictures. They used her. You talk about objectification. They used her as a prop without her permission. Right. You know, if, if they had had her permission, I would have still been upset with it because it was a women of weed party. But they did this on top of all the unlawful use of our, our branding. So, um, yeah, it's, it's, I can't even tell you how frustrated I am with it, especially because my relationship. I mean, up until this point, I have to tell you, you know, High Times was like my misbehaving big brother. You know, I love High Times. They've been really good to me up until this point. And so... Um, it's just a fr frustrating situation all around. Yeah, it's 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 weird because like even when they were cool, there was a sort of level of dickness that came in when you actually <laughs> stepped behind the curtain a little bit. Like you know, like you were like, oh, it's a bunch of fucking lawyers, and they, oh, they, they really not that they don't give a shit because they obviously do. Uh, to with the, they hire the right people. They, a lot of the people they had were good. And we're, you know, dead genuine stoners and really yeah. kind of, you know, wouldn't, <clears throat> you know, yeah. And they were learning as they were going along, but they were definitely uh, taking it in and doing it. You know, just there was a, there was a, it was a vibe there. Like, you know, you knew everybody there was really ready to get high at all any given moment. You know, there was shit going on. It was crazy. But then it changed. They've moved their locations and things changed okay. again. And the vibe kept going. And, you know, they back up, bought out. And, you know, I, I want to say one more thing about because I don't want this whole, you know, I'm really upset about the sexualization. I don't want this to become a she versus he kind of thing. I need people to know that this original thing, the person mm -hmm. that started High Times Women of Weed, it was a young woman. And I'm not going to use her name because there's no way I'm going to give her any kind of credit, exposure, any of it. But I need people to know that there are three women on the High Times board that are allowing this to continue. So this is not just, yeah. you know, these guys. There are three women in position of power that know what is happening and they're allowing it to continue. You'd think that it would be like not, not worth their time to hang on to it because there's so many other, I mean, you can come up with a better with your own personal High Times related name. That Not only now, but, well, they think that they can use it because they're calling it High Times Women of Weed. No, you can't. And also, they could call it our women, of, women of Weed. Our suggestion is they could simply just change, you know, the preposition. Mm -hmm. Women in Weed, and I would be, um, uh, and it would be more appropriate because they're selling women, they're celebrating women in business. Yeah. So it would be far more appropriate, but no, they want women of weed because it's a cooler name and it already has, 
you know, buzz and press and mm-hmm. love. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. And cups. It's got cups. That's, 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 that's the reason. That's You should you should have hid the cups. I'm sure that's what they saw. They were, they were like, <laughs> I mean, we're saving on cup money. But no, it, it's, it's, it's sad because there's, like you said earlier, the one thing about cannabis is there's no shortage of ideas. There's no shortage of, of moments of thinking you're brilliant and maybe you are, maybe you aren't, but, yeah. but you know, I can get a certain group of people together and a hundred percent, I know by the end of the day, something we, none of us had any idea we were going to think of is going to come out of one of our mouths. You know what I mean? Where we're like, Oh shit, that's, 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 that's gotta happen now. You know what I mean? Cause it's, it's too good. Because... The trick is not to get distracted of what your most important thing is. And, and this is, brings me back to, this whole high times conflict, the mm-hmm. women of week conflict, mm-hmm. it is distracting me from building my business. Right. You know what I mean? It, it, I'm so emotionally invested in women of weed and I love it and I wanted to do good for it. Like I don't get a dime off of it. I just wanted to support women that were doing nonprofit work. And I can't even do that mm-hmm. because someone is trying to steal it from us. You know? Yeah. Well, I mean, the good part is in the grand scheme of things within the industry, anybody who's dealt with the company has has seen how hard it is and how sometimes mismanaged or or at least like 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 when it comes to permits and shit like that like i watch every year year after year them trying to do something and not getting the right permit and you're like are you fucking kidding me like wouldn't you have learned by the 10th time that that's the most important thing when you go to a new place is get your shit together and kind of cover that basis but it's uh so i mean at the end of the day you're on the right side of the, the 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 piece and i think it's just a matter of getting people to see the that picture and you'll be fine on that i i hope so and you know I, my whole thing is the high times has got a lot of problems i would think that women of we would be pretty low on the list mm-hmm. and it just wouldn't be something that they would want to fight right you know, come on man think if you want to have a women's event thing then think of a different name and go for it i don't care and celebrate women if you're if your actual goal is to celebrate women in the cannabis space, mm. right on, I support you 100%. But, you know, do it under a name that you thought of. Not yeah. that, yeah. you know. No, it sucks when people, I mean, it happens all the time because there's a lot of that. It's 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 it's, it's kind of cool when it's actually two people really thinking of it on their own. But when you know that it's been like, like put right in front of somebody's eyes and then they think they thought of it like an hour later that you're like okay that's ridiculous right there you know and i've seen it happen many times yeah go to the uspto people if you have a great idea go check there first to see if someone owns it yeah exactly exactly that's the first thing you want to do you know is just to see if someone else already owns the intellectual property and you know it's not, you don't own the intellectual property for all categories. You have to, so maybe someone else owns it, someone else thought of it, but it's for a completely different category that you want to use it for. Yeah. And then you're good to go. You just, just go through all the paperwork and yeah. pay me and, you know, um, you know, intellectual property is, is an interesting uh, division of what's going on here. And, you know, because so many of us haven't really had a lot of businesses, you know, they're they're slow to really protect themselves and sure. you know well, it's, expen- it's expensive it, and it's one of those things it ain't cheap you know to cover your ass when you start to like figure it all out you're like oh man i gotta pay that that and every year and every what and you know you start to it starts to add yeah. up and because we had the same trademarking names of strains in, in holland and in canada just to keep it kind of 
in case it ever got legal, and that was for the last 20 years. So it was like every year we were just like, wow, we spent a lot of money on this crap, you know, because yeah. every time you come up with a new thing, you want to protect that, then you're going to spend another five grand, you know, guaranteed. Oh, yeah. I'm so in the hole for women of weed. It's like we're going to have to sell a lot of T-shirts and mugs to, you know, which is why, you know, I just wanted to throw this out there as far as re re resolution with high times. Mm -hmm. You know, one thing is, number one, just stop. Right. Knock it off. Do the right thing. Knock it off. Yeah. But if they really, really, really want to use it and they want, uh, I, I am open to a licensing deal under provisions, right? That they can't use sexualized images that they, you know what I mean? As long as that's yeah. what licensing is, you, yeah. you put parameters around it sure. and they pay us a certain amount every year. And then I turn around and give that fee to the nonprofits that I'm trying to raise money for sure. it's a win-win for everybody we could spin this whole thing mm -hmm. from this negative thing to a positive thing i could spin this and say high times they came to their they found their moral compass in their new president and we're going to move forward in this amazingly supportive positive way mm -hmm. that's my dream sure get, but, you know, you get an article you get a free yeah. article get a free article <laughs> they'll be like, they'll be like article. we'll give you a free article over here that's yeah, that, that'll be their angle too after you spent all this money booth at him fest i'm like i've got booths at him fest i'm the prime sponsor for the symposium stage at him fest right. you know what i mean i don't need your booth at him fest kind of thing that is it was almost insulting but anyway that's a whole nother thing can I, I just want to give props out because when, yeah. when we were talking about the Chaba bill, yeah, I, I didn't mention, you know, I certainly did not do that by myself. Mm -hmm. It was, it's an amazing, it's a profound piece of law that almost nobody knows about. But I did have, besides Jeannie Colwells, who, Senator Colwells, who's now count, King County Councilwoman Colwells, there was also Carrie Boyder, who is a woman of weed. She is a political analyst. She helped me write it. Doug Hyatt was a lawyer who consulted with us. And he's the one that forced us to, you know, to write it so that we, we would be removing the small division out of the, the Controlled Substances Act. That's a big, big part of it. He insisted that no penalty or no regulation. I cannot be penalized or regulated like marijuana. So that is another big deal. And then my son, you know, um, when we were lobbying this through six years, six years ago, he was 14 years old hmm. and I took him out of high school and took him down to Olympia, and we did a lobbying effort. We started to deliver two of my, my top sellers to every office in Olympia, over 150 offices, including the lieutenant governor and the governor's office. Excuse me. We were uh, half a day into it. We'd hit like 30 offices, and the state patrol and campus security came up, and um, they said we had to go we had to leave, that they felt like we were illegally dispersing marijuana on the capital of Washington state, right? They're like, you can leave your brochure and you can leave your one pager. Now, mind you, I have I have bills. I had two sister bills, standalone bills with bipartisan support moving through mm -hmm. the committees. And so I needed the legislators to see what these products were, to smell them, to feel like they weren't intimidating, to understand that they were not threatening at all. And so I needed to get them in their hands. And so when they said, you know, just leave your brochure, I'm like, nope, that is not good enough. I reached back out to Senator Colwell. She reached out to the Senate lawyer. Everything got resolved. We came back two days later, my son and I, I took him back out of school. We made it to every office in Olympia and got it in everyone's hand. And, you know, the bill didn't actually end up 
um, going through all the way to the governor's desk on its own. It was actually thrown into a 502 tax fixer. Mm-hmm. Someone smarter than me was like, let's throw this in an omnibus bill. And then it sailed right through. So it was literally six months from introduction to an action of the whole bill. But mm-hmm. I just wanted to give the props out there. I was not by myself. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of help and, you know, a lot of effort from other people. And I'm so grateful for them. No, it's, I mean, and that's, it's a, like all just moving anything through any kind of politics in America is like such a slow and tedious, difficult procedure that you just watch kind of like, but at the same time, when you get the, like here in Colorado with, with Polis, things just like all of a sudden, once there's a little movement, like he came in and signed off on some things right out of the gate where I was just like, oh, wow, this is going to change the whole dynamics of this place as far as, yeah. And, you know, I have had other states reach out to me to ask me to help them do the same thing there. Um, but everybody's CSA is a little different. Like, I, I you know, I encourage, and I'm, I'm, I'm here as an advisor, but I can't do it in other states. I've got a company to run, mm-hmm. you know. And it's, as soon as we get just a little bit closer on a federal level, I want to see this law passed on a federal level. You know what I mean? So, Granny down the street, if she wants to, make a topical that has a little bit of weed in it mm-hmm. she can do that yeah you know I mean, whether you're in colorado or new york or, or wherever it is I, I see that for the future i really do well and they're and now they're finally you know it's funny how it goes in circles again right like everybody accepts cbd and i kind of oh. like i see it as like a bunch of bullshit until i know that it's made by somebody who's actually got a clue then I'm like, oh, okay, well, that, like, you know, if, if you gave me a product, I'd be looking at it, okay, this person actually knows what they're talking about. Let's try this product compared to, like, when I, you know, if you look at the package and you just see it's made with just crap ingredients and on top they've put CBD in there at some volume. That doesn't make any sense. I want to share with you just really quick about my frustration about the Washington market. Like, there's a store here called Bartels, right? There's mm-hmm. a bunch of them. They're, they're our local drugstore, and they are supposed to be focused on washington entrepreneurs you know and and you know the chaba the chaba law is a washington thing we started it here i just went to bartels before the interview here bartels now has i'm not even kidding you 30 different cbd companies now on their shelves they have leapfrogged over me Mm -hmm. with this whole plant beautiful topical product because it's got the THC in it, they're afraid to touch it. Mm-hmm. And all those companies, of, of the 30 companies, there's like two of them that are from Washington State. So they're bringing in all of this mm-hmm. CBD-only stuff from all over the country. When I'm, I'm right here, guys. I'm like in the neighborhood. And I've done this thing that no other state has. Yeah, and they, they can totally carry it. They can, they can totally carry it and they just don't know it. Oh, they, they know it. Yeah. Hold them. You know, but it's, you know, it's like, it's like him back in the day, you know, you, we had to educate the hemp, mm-hmm. and, you know, the consumers around hemp and hemp seed oil. And then in medical marijuana, we had to educate, you know, cause even back six years ago, seven years ago, you know, topicals were even by all these medical marijuana stores, people didn't believe that topicals worked. Mm-hmm. You know, there was a point where we had to basically sell people on it. And then when they realized that it's effective, now it's a whole nother, you know, thing. And then now, you know, they're, they're, for me, it's my third re-education of consumers now about Chaba and mm-hmm. that how this little bit of THC is really 
an, an, an integral part of this whole formula and For very sure. important. So, yeah. And like like a lot of proper medicines, you don't need a lot to make it work. You know what I mean? It's just that that tiny little push over the edge of work compared to just kind of go through you. You know, like and I see, you know, what we were talking about earlier about the truck stop selling and stuff. That's kind of like where I see also there being a lot of shitty product getting put into the market because uh, these companies are just fly by night, whack yeah. it together real quick, and I think like accumulatively there could be a lot of THC in those because a lot of people could be selling hot product to people and they don't care because they throw it in and they do it on such a scale that they figure it's, you know, diluted enough or who knows. But I'm so much worried about that as I'm worried about the shit, other shitty ingredients that could be in all those formulas. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. No, the, the shitty ingredients is, is a guarantee because you're in a truck stop. Right. But, but, <laughs> but, really- but imagine if they just keep doing a bunch of these C- crappy CBD products and all of a sudden they fail their drug test now because they're they're oh, accumulatively taking in THC every time, little bits and yeah. pieces. That's, I mean... For tinctures, like I, I'm in the topical... Driverless trucks anyway coming, so who cares, right? We don't need no drive. We don't need no stinking drivers. We just can we get driverless trucks. Actually, I have, a, I have a lot of truck drivers that use my stuff because they're in pain. They're uncomfortable. They're sitting forever and... You know what I mean? So, uh, you know, it's, and it, headaches, you know, mm-hmm. and I can't get, you know, the FDA, this is the tricky part for me is, you know, I got to stay, I can't really make claims because of the FDA. So I try to try to stay out of, you know, those crosshairs. But, you know, I have thousands and thousands of people that are using my products now, whether they're the cannabis basics or the hemp basics. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 you know, just to take it back to the products just for one second, it's not my lines are not just about the cannabis or the hemp seed oil. It's about that in relation to, in conjunction with the arnica and the tea tree and the echinacea and the vitamin E and the aloe and the list goes on and on for, for my mm-hmm. company. And so mm-hmm. that's really where the magic is, you know, it's in those relationships between those plant constituents. Yeah. And again, using the best quality of those particular, of course. Plant, you know, that you can and then, yeah, th- that's true magic, right? So then things are like, oh, wow, this works. And it, again, like, uh, I think everything goes back to authenticity nowadays. And so, like, if you can actually get stuff that, you know, t- tastes like it smells, like when it comes to cannabis, gets you high, right? And when it comes yeah. to CBD products, it actually works. It doesn't like, you know, it's not a bunch of bullshit. And it's just like, at the end of the day, it's so much easier to make something that works and people come back for more than to, like, make something that doesn't work and it's just a big scam and people some of the times you see it like 140 170 bucks for a little tincture that you know is worth two dollars so crazy and this is the thing though i really have faith um that we we are going to educate consumers and consumers are going to decide and those crappy companies and those crappy products they're going to fall by their wayside Mm -hmm. that's why I, i have so even though i'm small i have so much confidence in my company because I have my product has integrity and it's effective, and so I'm not worried about so much about what everybody else is doing. I just don't want people to get ripped off in the process, especially people that are you know. And, and you know, a lot of these patients have um, you know sensitive immune systems, right. and so already got issues. They don't need a bunch of extra stuff in the mix, you know, when they're trying to feel better. Sure, and and you know. 
just it, it's so much nicer to put out product that that has pote- potential to actually work i mean it's just it's so much easier like it's just like you feel good doing it and i see lines at walgreens and all these places and i look and i'm like wow these guys they're killing it money-wise you know they're crushing it right if they're in every walgreens from here to you know la and to east coast or whatever you're just like oh my god but at the same time guaranteed garbage you know you just look at it and you're like read the label it's thc free and and not even nothing else listed just cbd no can we touch about there's one more thing in the hemp world that i wanted to just like i know that it's a little bit better um but the and it should get better now that the farm bill has passed um but people that are using hemp derived cbd and calling it hemp oil has been like my crazy thing for like four years now i'm like that is not hemp oil hemp oil is hemp seed oil right derived cbd is a it, it is a paste just like an extraction, if you're truly going for the hemp-derived CBD, it's not an oil. Mm-hmm. It's resin. And so stop calling it hemp oil. Right. Yeah, <laughs> you know? no, there, there's been places raided. I know in Greece they had a big big thing where they raided all these shops and got all serious because the translation was that it was hemp oil, which is hash mm-hmm. oil, which is, you know, and all of a sudden they started busting into places real hot and heavy and tearing out their hemp oil and you know the confusion that's that is definitely one of those really ridiculous confusions because it's it's just a simple you know it's like like we were describing earlier like in, in amsterdam they call it oh, it's it's pollen right which is hash right p-o-l-m pollen uh-huh. but a lot of places call it pollen and so immediately okay. people think like and like well, pollen that doesn't you know that doesn't even make sense right. <laughs> and so at the end of the day the, there's confusion on you know forever like just because of that name switch you know what i mean and it happens you know for me it's always a pain in the ass and like with 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 hemp oil and uh they've had that same issues popped up many times because of the just the literal translation is 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 wrong you know and a lot of topical manufacturers i i you know maybe i'm showing my hand too much but you know these people that are making topicals cannabis topicals the fact that the majority of them don't incorporate hemp seed oil mm-hmm. into their formulas is crazy to me. Like right. it is the perfect thing for our skin. You know this, sure. rich in omega six and three, and the perfect balance for optimal cellular performance for human skin. Like mm-hmm. we couldn't put anything better on our skin. And so many of these, you know, like they're forgetting about all of this. I mean, of course, for me, it's my foundation. Well, yeah, and they're and they're just going to some cookie cutter like Utah fulfillment center and going like, here's some CBD, stick it into oh, it, like, it pop it into all these little things you already make, and then they just add it to it, and it, you read it, and you're like, you know, it's got, uh, you know, Lorith or whatever it is. You know, it's got all this, you know, classic cheap soap sort of ingredients, you know, and then you're like, well, that's not good, you know what I mean? And, but but it's got some CBD in it. And occasionally they try to make it like a little, you know, somewhere in between. But for the most part, again, then you see the yeah. nothing's organic, which is, you know. Honestly, I welcome the FDA to regulate this, especially the stuff that's being, you know, um, internal ingested. You yeah. know, I think that, the, I think that, you know, people will get away with what you let them get away with. And, and I just, I think that the most sensitive, fragile it's tough, to, it's tough to let the FDA do anything, though. You know, what I mean, he, you, you open Pandora's box there with with them because you all of a sudden you give them the ability to 
search for negative results, which is what they did forever, right? So I mean, like I think like the one that gets people nervous because it sounds believable is the whole like CBD causing liver damage, right? Because you start to look at like, well, yeah, if it's produced shittily, which some of this stuff is, you know what I mean? It's using hexane and using definite like ingredients that aren't necessarily good on a molecular level. And we kind of like don't really test for any of that shit. So it's how is it derived? You know what I mean? What, what process was used, which that's not always really clear for anybody. And then, and then, uh, you know, with THC stuff, it was, like the biggest problem was with pro was with um butane and and ex- more the explosion than the actual solvent because the solvent when done properly you produced a superior product f- yeah. from a consumer point of view you know what i mean from a flavor right, right. it's always hard to evaluate because at the end of the day it's like bubble hash is better and water hash is better and or a dry sieve is probably the best you know i guess my thing is if you're making claims that it's going to help you cure something Mm. or you're you know what i mean that there should be some oversight yeah well you definitely shouldn't claim anything i mean that's the first (laughs) thing that's that's the first thing you'll get in trouble (laughs) for right there where you're like cures this you know it cures hair loss does it you know what i mean so um yeah i I feel the fda is a little bit tough to trust you know what i mean because they are they're not the group that I'm like feeling like, oh yeah, that, let's let them decide because that might turn into. But I also don't trust the current industry mm-hmm. to themselves. Like I'm talking, and I'm talking, I'm specifically talking about the CBD industry right now. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, it's definitely more. It's interesting to see because it's like a lot of. I hear more sob stories in the CBD world than anything, and I see less. I saw so many people claiming they're a crushing game and things and now i see nothing like i see no activity in that world anybody that i know has already got their little office set up and they're doing their thing but there's nobody all this like like craziness on the phone with everybody calling each other looking for ten thousand kilos a week like these contracts that don't exist that were just bullshit that it was almost like trolling (laughs) people and you get a call from somebody who'd be like because they know you knew about weed or hemp. And then within a few minutes, you knew that they had got the call, right? They got that crazy call that made them look to their calculator and go, yeah. I could make $100,000 a day forever. You know, like, and you're like, no, you can't. You know, no, no one's, no one's going to, and all those people, yeah. And now, it, well, I think reality is kicking in with the hemp that we're actually growing it and realizing how much we really have. Because there was only 100,000 acres last year. This year, there's, I'm sure quadruple that. I'm, Do you know what the breakdown is between the CBD varieties and then grain and fiber varieties? As far as uh, the weight per, per acre? No, I meant of, of those acres. Oh, I'd say in the 90% 90-something, 90-plus CBD, right? So there's really no no proper industrial that I've seen and heard of much more. A little bit in Virginia, and in those places that actually kind of see it as a possibility. I mean, the thing is that I think if people think beyond that, uh, it's just the numbers become so much higher, right? So all of a sudden you're like, no, no, we're talking like thousands of acres. And then you're like, oh, okay. Then it starts to make a little bit of sense. But mm-hmm. it's just that they got to get over this whole, like, they're going to make a million dollars on 
half an acre. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're like, it's not half an acre. It was going to uh, grow for me this year under the new pilot program. And once they realized, one, that it was going to be just for research, they weren't going to make money. And two, that I was, I wanted them to grow grain crops for me. Yeah, that, that, that was the deal breaker. No, everybody wants to make quick money. Mm-hmm. They want to grow CBD so that they can, you know, make some quick money. Well, that's, I mean, it's the same story, just kind of uh, leapfrogged, right? Where anybody who was a little bit reluctant to invest their money into weed because they were scared because they didn't, the laws weren't in their favor. Mm-hmm. Now they're interested in hemp. But the problem is that the hemp, that the they don't see the big bubble bursts. They don't realize it's about to be worth two and a half thousand a, a kilo instead of four and a half thousand for sure mm-hmm. by next year. And I think it'll kind of peter off there and it'll be like somewhere between 1500 when people are desperate and 2500 when people, uh, you know, don't have to worry too much, but it ain't going to go up much higher because there's no point. I mean, when, you, when you throw that price up there, are you talking crude extraction? I'm talking isolate. Oh, okay. All the way to isolate, which is crazy because it, it was like, you know, 20,000 for that and that's the, and, and the only good thing about isolate is it's an easy way to to gauge the money and the, the amount because it's exactly what it is compared to like it's all relevant when it comes to like if it's crude if it's good crude it's worth this if it's and actually the less you process it the more money you're making if you can actually just imagine that the work sucks and it's and you start calculating how much that really costs you because a lot of people don't want to do that they're kind of in this whole bubble of like mm-hmm. well i'm not going to f- take into account the guy who actually had to make it and pay him and pay this and pay that you're like if you just stop and make good crude you can find lots of people that want good crude because you know what i mean that's a never ending and it's got everything yeah. in it so it's up to you if you want to strip it and be you know do that that's cool but if not even better and i yeah. think that's the that's what people got to remember to do yeah, unfortunately i've had people that i've been working with for several years they've stopped producing the crude because th- there's not that many people out there like me that like i insist on it i yeah. i want the whole plant extraction i want the chlorophyll i want the lipids mm-hmm. i want it all mm-hmm. you know, and so and, th- and that's the thing is everybody tried to clean it up too much in that sense right away i, I thought the same thing like i was like hmm just really good crude and then if you want to make a full spectrum uh distillate that actually works that's good yeah because it's it's nice to be able to dose pe- dose it perfectly you know what i mean that is nice because that's the only problem with crude it's like is it 80 is it 60 50 you know, it's kind of like it's it's hit and miss a little bit yeah well that is just it's the same thing anytime i get something i send it to the lab again and when i do my own extractions they go to the lab so i know pretty much what i'm working with but you know mm-hmm it's not as exact it's not an exact science like isolate i get it and it's easy for people to use which is why they use it and she yeah and I, well yeah without understanding that it's not doing what it should be doing but but it definitely it's easier to put into their pipeline because they're like look take this grind it up put it into that done deal you know what i mean and that's unfortunate because there's people you know who could benefit a lot more if they just knew a little bit behind it and even if it was just things that actually worked along with it and not because sometimes you don't necessarily always need THC, but if you had a very compensating thing that made a lot of sense, it might, yeah. it might actually be slightly activated. <laughs> you know, maybe still not as good as the THC would do. So, hey, totally separate topic. I just wanted to tell mm-hmm. you that sure. I'm loving all my hood lamb clothing. Oh, nice. I nice. did a photo shoot that's hitting Barnes & Noble right now. I've got my faux fur on. 
Really? MJ Lifestyle Magazine is hitting Barnes and Noble like today or no, the seventh. Nice. So check that out. I've got for it. in July. Perfect. <laughs> for, well, for, for lie for lie but um i'm loving it and you know i i so appreciate all the work that you guys have done over the years i you know i can't say enough you know i really there are not that many of us left mm-hmm. from back in the day you know from 24 years ago um of the people that i think i could be wrong maybe you know either uh jerry from mary hamsters did you know jerry from mary hamsters Mm-mm. Or Ryan from Organics, from Hemp Organics, or there might be somebody from back in the hemp days mm-hmm. that continued to also formulate with THC and marijuana. Right. But as far as I know, I think I'm the oldest commercially active person mm-hmm. in topicals in the entire industry. I mean, I, somebody could check me on that. I don't know. I'd love to know. If, if they're out there, I'd love to know them. Sure. Um, but um, I, I'm so glad. I never dreamed that all the work that I did all those years ago was going to come back to bless me. I thought that it was over, you know. Yeah, and it's it, well. That's the thing is you you put out and that's you know when you put stuff out like that, good energy. A lot of times not for profit, like you're saying, not for profit, not going after the money, just doing it for the right reasons. People appreciate that, and they and it goes a long way, and. I guess what we're all seeing now is a kind of boomerang effect or it's like, it's like, it takes, it took 20 plus years for a lot of these things to like get root. You know what I mean? They they were like in people's minds. Like I had a lot of times where people who came to Amsterdam were like a little bit, because the whole thing about Amsterdam, it has a little bit of a vibe of, you don't really know what's going on. Cause it's not like there's a big sign that says, go in here and buy some weed yeah. and go over here. And so back before there was internet, when we were just dealing with people, we kind of knew the look that people had when they were lost and we kind of always were overly helpful because we wanted people to kind of have the good experience their first time and send them to the right people and send them to our friends. Sometimes call, you know, call our friend ahead and say, Hey, take care of this guy. He looked a little bit, right. he was all nervous in the service. And a lot of times those were the ones that lasted the, the longest, like that person, nobody else helped him in the entire trip because everybody was lame and just like, oh, that guy looks lame, you know, but we were always like, if there were weed people, we were just like, let's take care of them. Yeah. And then, and now a lot of those people are in positions of power where they're like actually the ones pulling the fucking levers and doing this. And so it's like, Oh, Oh yeah, I guess I, I do remember actually, and, you know, and it was just about, I guess, treating people the way you want to be treated. Right. Which is kind of like the most simple logical thing, but it seems to be forgotten a lot of times where people just, don't get it, you know. It really is, and I, I do have, you know, just those guys. You know, what the first time I, I bought hemp seed oil, we were, you know, it was coming from Inner Mongolia in 1994, I believe, and it was my hamster brothers that helped me to get in on those guys, and mm-hmm. they were just really supportive and really, like, I'll never forget that stuff. It's you funny, know? too, because I don't really, I mean, I guess, because in Amsterdam around that time, there was... It was mostly German pressed and like it wasn't really I don't remember any Mongolian stuff. That's why I was kinda of curious. I was like, hmm. Oh. Was it no, good? But we, um Mary Hempsters and Ryan from Hemp Organics uh-huh. and you know, the first stuff came from Inner Mongolia. That was about the same time that um John Wurtschafter was bringing seed in uh-huh. that was sterilized. Remember we couldn't get seed in that wasn't sterilized. So sure. he was pressing sterilized seed. And then we were all just so grateful when Canada started growing it because we could get live seed pressed. Yeah. And, you know, it was coming in. I used to use the term fertile hemp seed oil because 
I wanted people to know the difference. I wasn't using something that had been chemically or steam sterilized. I was using viable seed pressed into oil. And so thank goodness for Canada, you know, like I, I wouldn't be where I am if it wasn't for them, you know, legalizing back in 98. Yeah. No, definitely, sure. definitely Canada did big things. And it was crazy how they did such large farms and massive growing. And now they're kind of like looking down at us like we're you know hey how do we do it like you're doing it you know and i've had requests from people from i'm like wait a minute you guys should have this shit dialed in i mean this is like what you've been doing for 20 years now so what's up you know and just that i guess you know they just went on a different path you know they, they, they've been doing it but it's mostly seed oil that they've grained yeah so very little fiber and certainly even way less of cbd uh, oh i know food. almost none it was weird it's, it's just funny how they got so deep into what they were doing that to do the transition wasn't really there. They didn't see it. Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I, I mean, I'm, I'm super psyched to see America finally kind of get on its own in this world because it was, it was all like, we were just talking about it back in the day and we were like hoping people were going to, you know, take a, take a little bit more of a step. 93, I think was the first crop in, in Holland with, with Ben and hemp flax. And that was the same year that I opened up CIA. And so it all kind of like started around then and all that hemp just rotted in the field and then no one knew what to do with it. You know what I mean? There was just like a, it was a big mess, lost millions. And not in a good way. It wasn't reading in a good way. <laughs> no, no. We ended up using some of it for the, for our walls in our shop. Oh, okay. Good. So we got to use some of it, but that was barely a, drop in the bucket you know what i mean we just dug down until it was dry <laughs> because it was nasty I, 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 i'm just hoping that people you know people uh that are trying it now you know we really need to encourage farmers to just try a thing and and really educate themselves before they do you know you don't jump in and say i'm gonna grow fiber mm-hmm. well do you got a decorticator lined up or Fi- you got a yeah, fiber is like the hardest one i mean I, I think hard. i think for people to grow for grain and for herds and, you know, f- making fiber just sort of a uh, side little thing that just to get to those other things. Yeah. Um, you probably get the most out of it, you know. And mm. I think once once people figure out also that they can create plastic and that's that's where it gets to be like you need, you know, tens of thousands of acres if you want to start, cre- you know, making a dent in the plastic market for locally grown. The possibilities are in the super capacitors and, you know, I mm-hmm. mean. Yeah, and. Yeah, all the tech shit is crazy, right? It's like you're you're like mind gets blown kinda of over and over and over again where you're like yeah. I thought I knew everything and all of a sudden that happens and you're yeah. like I I say well, maybe I shouldn't say I say cannabis is like sex and wine. You never know it all. You will never know it all. Right. You know what I mean? And so that's a beautiful thing, right? MTI's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I agree. No, but in general, it's a, it's a whole learning. It's a never-ending learning uh, curve, and it's what makes it interesting, of course. And I think hemp more than cannabis, because cannabis continues to, you know, definitely impress me how it keeps evolving. But the hemp side, like, we're, we're kind of, like, moving. It's weird because there was seems like there was a lot of uh, big ideas, which I haven't quite seen used to their potential yet so that's like we're still in that weird zone where yeah we haven't even touched we smidged it 
but but people are people are you know hopefully going to get used to it and it'll just become normal everyday thing and it'll be like the corn corn is to us now you know what i mean yeah and lucky for you and i we're trending finally <laughs> right right <laughs> so we can just hang in there we can just hang in there yeah it's a good thing so um tell me let's let's do like some shout outs uh places to, to get in touch with you and or things that you're sure. doing well i mean the, the the best way to get in touch with me is my email ah uh, at cannabisbasics.com the website is cannabisbasics.com um you can't though uh i'm not a retailer i'm a wholesale manufacturer so uh for any buyers for hemp basics across the nation i'm thrilled to sell, sell you hemp basics and for any washington buyers um you know cannabis basics is available for that women of weed merchandise is there will be a shopify store within the next week or so and then always shout out to hemp fest this year is the 28th annual hemp fest the longest protestable in the in the world i think mm -hmm. um, you know without hemp fest i don't think anybody any of us would be here to be honest with you i mean they've just been hitting it for a really long time and so we'll have um there's a cannabis basics group norm, uh, women of weed and normal women of washington we're all together and so we'll have t-shirts and mugs and that kind of stuff if you want to support mm -hmm. uh, women mm -hmm. in the nonprofit space of uh cannabis and hemp yeah, I haven't. It's crazy because I haven't never been. They have friends? Nope, never been. It's like every year. So it's kind of comes along with right on the same weekend as everything else in this whole time I've been here. And uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it looks like a great one, though. It really is a magical experience. Uh, and I am just forever grateful for the platform. You know, uh, they can't charge, so they struggle every year because mm -hmm. it's free speech it's a free speech event so they struggle to not you know you know and they also it's you know the permitting process is just crazy and you know i mean there's a lot of things going up against it but I, it looks like it is going to happen and it's always the third weekend of august and it's just an amazing event and yeah well it's yeah. one of those it's one of those uh things like queen's day was in holland where it was just like it gets it's because it's free it's you, you you see it's much more it's much better than any kind of event where once you cattle everybody up and make them pay and it changes the vibe you know what i mean so free events are awesome it's like i actually wish they could charge to be honest with you. <laughs> yeah. yeah too crazy you know we put donation boxes out every year and and the the money that actually comes in is quite pathetic for what hemfest has given to the community over 28 years we got to do yeah. like everything else. You got to have VIP areas everywhere. And then the only way to get those is to pay. And then you're like, oh, how come you can't go in there? And you're like, because that's VIP, buddy. And you go, like, yeah. where's your wristband? Oh, I didn't get one yet. Go buy one. And then you're able to go cut through the whole thing. And you got to make it like Ikea. You got to have like, you know, the little spaces at Ikea where you can get in between the, the from the one section to the other. Right. It's like if you're in charge of those areas, <laughs> you're making big money right there. You're like, you're like <laughs> VIP, mother, right here. They can't do that, though, because it's no. free speech. They yeah. can't charge in any way. I mean, you know, they can charge sponsors to, mm -hmm. sponsor, like I sponsor the educational stage every year, the Hemposium. Gotcha. Um, so, but really that's their, and vendor fees, but they can't charge admission fee or special access fee because gotcha. free speech. Unfortunately, God, oh. 
<laughs> but there's a lot of free speech and people really do. Uh, I've learned so much at the Hempfest stages and um, it's, it's just a great event. It's right at the waterfront. And if you ever get a chance, hopefully it will still be around when you finally make it here. I've never been to Amsterdam. Oh, so. there you go. There you go. Well, we should switch out. We should, I should come for you. I should come there and you should come with me over to the dam. Definitely. I'm down. Save you all the hassle of getting burned for the first time. Like. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. You know, you can guide my tour. Cool. Like, well, well, uh, it's been awesome having you on the show. If there's anything else we missed out, I mean, what's, what's it, like, I'll, I'll go to your number 10 question since you gave me a bunch of questions and I didn't really look at it except for okay. bits and pieces. Um, what's the future look like for you and Mother Earth's Green Services? Give us your future, your future prediction and then. Uh, the future is super bright. I, I know that I, um, I'm looking for property right now to build my facility, you know, um, because I'm not a, um, um, I'm not a 502 licensee. Um, but I'm also really not truly mainstream either. I just, because my products have to stand them, I can't just hire a co-packer to make my stuff. And so as I'm getting big, bigger, I have to build my own facility. So, but that facility will also be a hemp processing facility as well. So I'm looking for farmers that are growing grain. Mm -hmm. you know, I can also extract CBD, but that's not my focus. I can get CBD. That is the least of my worries. Um, but then it'll also be an educational center, like an old school hemp homestead, you know, where people come and they learn how hemp paper's made and how oil is pressed. And, you know, I, 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 I envision a, I envision the facility being a jewel of Washington eventually. And I want to retire in 10 years. So that's got to happen within the next 10 years. Let's see. Yeah, let's hope so. So hope we can pull it off earlier, right? Enjoy. And in the meantime, just really help a lot of people. You know, the funny thing is back in the hemp days, my products were, I may, you know, I never really made a living at it, but people did love my products and they were award winning. But mm. this time around, since I put the cannabinoids in them and the lipids and all the other stuff, these are life changing for people. Mm -hmm. And so um, the joy that I get just by, you know, helping people's quality, quality of life is like super important to me. So I just, I really want more of that, you know. And you, and you said earlier that you had some other states that you were working on um, to kind of get their laws changed and stuff. Uh, no, I, I physically can't work on it because no. I have to on my business but certainly um you know i can help guide people you know mm -hmm. basically all they need to do is use our you know rcw 6950.575 is the actual language of the law and mm -hmm. so anybody can go on uh, ledge.wa.gov and look at that language and use that as a model for what to do in their state and awesome. out of their their state controlled substances act and then the other thing that i wanted to say about chava was that because of the law, um, massage practitioners, naturopathic doctors, reflexologists, they can use these in their practice, which has changed the game. Like we have a, we have a Chaba um, industry, massage industry here that is really uh, not anywhere else. Like there are massage therapists that are, their businesses are growing rather than just struggling because they have a new revenue stream and they can now do cannabis massage and it's all legal and all as long as they stay under the definition of chava right so, that's awesome yeah no and that and that's a definite um like you know game changer like you were saying earlier as far as getting it into the hands of people that wouldn't be able to get you know wouldn't even 
go into a dispensary and then especially to buy something that's you know, if you're going to be in there, you might as well be buying some weed because <laughs> you're like, you just went in, you just. You, and, but, you know, one more thing about that demographic, about, huh? about, about the older demographic. Mm-hmm. This is what's exciting about it is not only are some of them, you know, they may want to smoke a joint too. That's fine. Whatever. Use a topical smoke a joint. Yeah. Everybody wants to get high and to get rid of their aches and pains. But what's great about the, the older demographic with the whole Chava thing, mm-hmm. not only do they love it and it helps their quality of life, but man, they like talking about it. Yeah. They love telling their friends that they're using a weed cream. Sure. You know, and they feel like they're a part of this movement, and they are yeah. a part of the movement. They're telling two friends, and they're telling two friends, and so on and so on. So that really, I feel like I've got an army of elders out there kind of pushing my brand and pushing my products. Yeah, well, it's they're really the, they're the biggest, biggest growing demographic, too. I mean, they're getting more and more of them. And obviously, they're getting cooler and cooler because they're being yeah. turned on by their kids and or friends and yeah it's 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 the people who are going to benefit the most out of cannabis reform is the elderly in my opinion just because they've been fucked over the most and now they actually get a chance to like at least enjoy a little bit and especially when they notice every ache and pain and all of a sudden you know that's freaking the guy's moving his arm and he's able to you know get up out of his chair without creaking and like what you know I, I just want to show you one thing as a way right before we sign off sure. i just want to show you one thing so this guy right here can you see that oh yeah this octogenarian this uh-huh. is my dad and you know you talk about that demographic he's holding up my products he loves my product he's currently in the hospital um but i just wanted to give a shout out to you know I'm the last year of the baby boomers. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm 1964. So anybody older than me certainly can use these types of products, but everyone younger, athletes, and yeah. I think they're safe for kids. I designed one of my products for my daughter's diaper rash years and years ago. So, sure. you know, everyone from 100 years old all the way down, I think these products are totally safe with. Yeah, that's, no, it's great. And uh, look forward to uh, checking out the THC products and, do you, so do you ever make any stronger versions? Do you have any like mega, like, like stronger than your. So I, I have played with it because I had a partnership with somebody in 502 and they wanted me to develop products that intentionally got people high. Yeah, exactly. And, <laughs> That's where I'm going. I'm like, yeah, wait a minute. Um, you know, it was the short lived, I got so busy doing what I, what I do. And I, you know what I mean? It's, it's, I, I just feel like there's so many other ways for us to get high that that I guess taking a tub yeah. full of it might be good for somebody, but for for most people that that would be kind of a scary thing. So for me, yeah, the bath bath, bath bombs are the way to go. I think on those things. Yeah. Bath bombs, and I I have salt soaks, but they're yeah. still not getting you high, you know. But I'm sure someone's doing it, Adam. Oh yeah, know? no, no, they are, <laughs> they, they are for sure. Uh, well, it's been great talking to you. Um, thank you. Thank you so much. And thank your whole crew and CC. And of course. And, any, and anytime you want to come on, just give us a heads up and like, you know, we're, we're open door up here. Yeah. Right cool. on. Well, thank you so much, my brother. And you keep doing what you're doing. Thank you very really? much. All right. Take care. Sweet. Peace. And she figured out how to turn it off this time, so she knows what's up. Uh, cool, cool. Nice to talk to a fellow hempster from uh, from way back in the day. Thanks to CC for putting that together. Nice. Keep me on track. Yeah, that was awesome. 
yeah, you never know. Like, I would have been completely well. I, I would have had something wrapped up. I would have had Jared more aggressive. I would have been more aggressive with with Jared, who's going to call in now. So he's come up with a with a with a contest for today. Ooh. It's a call-in contest, so guys, get ready. Get your phone all lined up. Uh, get, get the number phone. in, which is uh, 720-310-8237. Get that call-in number ready. Don't call in right away because you don't know what the question is. Yeah. Jaren's going to call in, give us a question. Bam. Phones are going to go red hot. Tony Ballone is going to be the only guy on there. He's going to call <laughs> from five phones at the same time. It's like, ching. Um, so, yes, Awesome talk. Uh, <laughs> good to see. Good to see. You know, the thing is that she's been doing that thing. The whole, the, the whole crux of the the high times part where people didn't maybe get was she'd already developed that 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 group and wasn't making money on it. And then the fact that they were using the name and making money on it and knew her is all too many too many connections to the point where you're like, oh, see, already calling in. What's up? What's up? Hello, hello. What's going on? It's Jaren. How you guys doing? Oh, Jaren, good. It's like somebody's already calling in, trying to fucking claim <laughs> claim a prize without knowing what the question is. So, my friend, so uh, yeah, I was yeah, I was bummed. I was hoping you were going to come through and uh, hang out with me at the studio. Would have been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured I'd call in. You know, it's uh, day after the fourth, but still got to make some time for you guys, obviously. Yeah, and we gave you a lot of warning uh, of a whole like what four hours, five hours, something like that. Yeah, nice. Yeah, yeah, two. Three, something like that. Yeah. Two or three. Okay, you know, four or five. I was being I was being generous to myself and saying four or five. Yes, <laughs> two or three hours oh, ahead. We came through this with this great idea of getting you on the show, but uh, it's yeah. okay. We're gonna still start the. I want to get the process going so that you don't. I now you have a whole month. Kicks off when you get it rolling. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, we're gonna. It'll be. It is rolling. It is rolling. It's gonna be rolling because next week is gonna be Incredibles with Derek, and he's gonna come through and he's gonna do a thing, and then week after week different giveaways it's going to be amazing it's going to be like sure people are going to be tuning in just to figure out what the hell we're doing because none of us are going to know what we're fucking doing because i'm going to let everybody yes, do their, yes. own, their own idea so uh and then you talked to Bo today at all and, and tell him give him shit or what well you know i talked to Bo a little bit he's up at the races see i think he was feeling good i think he might have been a few rounds in so <laughs> i'm just uh flying solo on this one <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, no. I figured so. I, I, I just he was going to pass the buck on to you anyway. I just wanted to uh, see what his what his response was because he he sent me he sent me your number, but of course he sent it wrong to the first time, so he had to send it back. So luckily, I oh am, for sure, of course, of course. So, um, so new millennium, uh, you guys finally kind of got your shit dialed in with the with your uh, carbonara and stuff like that, and like. Yeah, definitely, definitely. The Carbo is doing really, really well for us. You know, it's uh, 20 different direct plant extracted sugars, um, you know, came out to be a better alternative to, you know, Carbo Load and some of the other sugar products. Um, the big difference being that it's, you know, direct plant extracted, meaning that it operates as plant and microbe food. Um, it's readily available, which is really one of the things that's unique and, and amazing about it. And it's definitely from sources that you won't find anywhere else in the industry as well. Right, so you can put that onto like a no-till situation or something like that, just to kind of make everything absolutely no-tills, teas, you know, indoor, outdoor. It really is super, super um, flexible, uh, very multi-use. Can be um, utilized in many, many different situations. Right, because if you can feed the microbes on your soil, then it's going to make everything else a little bit more robust, right? You got it, man. You got to feed the microbes, to feed the soil, to feed the plant. Um, but obviously, because it's already 
broken down and direct plant extracted, it's already in a simple form, so the plant can actually utilize it as well, which is a little bit different than something, say, like, oh, molasses that has a long chain, you know, mm-hmm. very complex um, sugar chain. It takes a lot of energy to be broken down. Yeah. Our stuff's readily available, again, because it's plant extracted, so it's not in a raw form. Cool. And then... Um... Ah. Any, any anything totally new beyond like so did the did the did the spray ever get it named you know or? as far as yeah as far as totally new i mean i will say i'll give everybody a little bit of a teaser i mean we definitely have a um a fuller feed that we've been playing around with a little bit i'm pretty sure you have uh, messed around with a little bit yourself oh, yeah. i know we're going to get that all fully on the market and registered and then um Thunderbloom in some way shape or form will be coming back around uh that's a product that i'm sure you're familiar with as well but has not been open and available on the market for a number of years now mm-hmm. um but we've been playing with that reformulating that a bit and uh yeah yes we've seen that as well so and there's no name yet for the uh for this the spray it's just spray no, no name for the spray yet. Just that's what I have on that, spray. Yep, that's what I have. On, <laughs> that's what I have on my on my handwritten side of the jug. Is yes, that what we got on the cheat sheet? No, no name yet. No, nope. just, just a new product. Cool. Well, my vote is for my vote is for some my vote is for some barbecue reference, something of some sort. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, you, I've obviously used the product because you know that sweet tangy. Southern smell that that uh, that product has. Yeah, <laughs> finger licking. <laughs> finger licking, good. Well, we definitely, like I said, we want to get everything kicked off. We'd like to get a uh, pet pack uh, along with a quart of Carbonaria out to the people. The Carbo is not an original piece in the pet pack, um, but being that it is our you know latest greatest on the open market product, mm-hmm. I will uh, more than happily uh, uh, throw that in with the giveaway as well. Sweet. And then um, now I'm going to give you guys um, a little bit of time to kind of plan the big giant picture because, I mean, I think the huge, the huge, the huge marketing yes. uh, ploy that we're going to try. Now, but whatever you want to do, uh, think about it. So, you know, give a few yes. days. Yes, and we have, we have some things in the works. I've been, you know, I've uh, been get the, Sam, you know, get Sam, get brewing. Sam working on it. Get Sam working on it. Tell him to do some yeah, cr- yeah, crazy yeah. Crazy online interactive thing that's you know completely complicated. No, <laughs> no, don't make it complicated. Make it real simple. Whatever it is, super simple, <laughs> so that actually people yep. people do it. Uh, but this week, now we won't be able to participate. We won't be able to be into it. We want it to be easy. We want it to be straightforward. But we also, you know, want to create some good interaction with it. So yeah. Well, nowadays, and now we have a whole month to get traction and show people that you know people are interested in whatever you got there to offer. And, and I think also one of the things that, that'll be cool to have you guys uh, focus on is the, the, the ability for people to take this to the next level on some bigger, bigger production lines. And you guys actually have like, f- like much bigger size. Yeah. Everything's kind of upgraded, right? To like Dosatron, yeah. Dosatron jugs and those. Oh, are kind of- absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, every that, and we have RO formulas, we've got commercial formulas, you know, we can do a little bit bigger commercial sizing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, the reality is, too, we can piece what we have in our line. We take a very additive-based approach. So we can take some of the all-star pieces of our line and very easily insert them into anybody's current regimen. Nice. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we're really just here to help people produce better product, period. So Sounds like a plan. Um, so, okay, so this week, though, we're going to go with a, a real simple formula, which is you you got a good you got you got a great one you got a doozy right? tough 
This is tough, guys. <laughs> this is a tough one. Well, it is a tough one, but I will say the reason I said this, let me just preface this for a little bit, because it is very, very commonly screwed up. Even when people are trying to search us out, even when people are trying to put in the web address, yeah. everything. That's the real reason I kind of started out with that, because it is like, what, are, what do people screw up with us all the time? And it's the spelling of malicious. There you go. First one to call so, into the studio. Throw that number up there. I'm about to. Oh, shit. Throw the number up. 720-310-8237. Ted's. In case you're... And that is the real spelling of New Millennium as our nutrient company, not <laughs> what the actual spelling of Millennium is. Yeah. That's just a slight hint for you folks. Yes. So, what is the error? Where is the error? Where is the error? First caller. It's... First caller. Oh, see, this is tough. This is tough. They're all, they're all, they're all stumped. It's because it's all... It's all written all crazy, though, too, so it's, it's, it, is, it is a little... Well, that's the other thing with that with that anagram. It's, like, flipped upside down. It's kind of hard to read. You know, it's millennia, but how the hell do you actually spell it? Good question. It's a lot. Yeah, great marketing, guys. Perfect. Perfect idea. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are like, hey, how can we make this Google, more complicated? People keep telling us that all the time. How can we make this more complicated <laughs> than ever? Let's do an anagram <laughs> that's unreadable. No, but it's, yeah, I yeah, like, yeah. I like, with, with an incorrect spelling. With an incorrect spelling. Well, at least it's not a tattoo. You guys didn't all get tattoos, right? That'd have been lame. No, but, not yet. But not were, yet. That's where it all Although goes. Although they say once, you, you've made it once somebody's done a tattoo, right? We, we definitely have a few. We've got an Equinox and a Summer Shift and an Autumn Gold tattoo floating in the cosmos uh, at this point. Not on myself or any of my crew members, but uh, they're out there. See, nobody can figure it out. It's too complicated, bro. I'm telling you. That's <laughs> that's yes. That's I don't know what to say. Oh, should I should I give a should I give a hint? No, no, no. I think someone's gonna figure it out. We have ten minutes for them to figure it out. So somebody in the next ten. All right, minutes, I got ten minutes. All right. Somebody in the next ten I mean, minutes it, it, can figure this out. They get a they get a, a pet pack and a extra gallon. We said it, of a gallon, yes. extra gallon of uh, the carbonara. Yeah, let's do it. With an extra gallon of carbo. Come on, guys. Is well, that MGI lost, or you got it figured yeah. out? You? Huh? What? You got it figured out? What's the question again? Jesus exactly. Christ! This is the guy who runs the whole store. Yeah, runs the I whole know, show. Right? <laughs> 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 okay. Perfect. What is the uh, misspelling in New Millennium? It's tough though, because of the way the logo is. That's 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 the problem. Because. Yep. That's there. That that's the that's the that's you know, the, that's, that's, the, the that's why you guys got away with it. Because that's why how we got away with it. Because <laughs> now nobody really can read it. They go like, "Holy shit! What is?" Oh, they have no idea. It's a no. big who done it. Yeah. yeah. You you got it, MTI, uh, or you you're lost. No, I got it. Oh, MTI's figured it out. Okay, good. So right. you can't win because you're All in the right. studio. So that doesn't make sense. But anybody else out there that <laughs> wants to win this, just call in. Tell us the problem. It's not that complicated. MTI figured it out. So. It's really not that complicated. Again, hint, it is an incorrect, the incorrect spelling of millennium is the correct spelling for a new millennium. Yes. <laughs> there you go. That really threw everybody <laughs> off. They're like, now what's he talking about? Um, oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ, exactly. So um, what's the biggest, so what was your New Year's like? Did you guys have a 
corporate crazy, everybody with pinkies out and bottles of champagne? Oh, yeah, you know how we do it. <laughs> with on, Ferraris, now. with Ferraris and Bo and Lee. Pulling, oh, yeah, yeah, pulling yeah, up yeah, and, yeah. Pulling up in brand new uh, McLarens and yeah. matching McLarens. Yeah, just... Uh, yeah, why not? Why not? We're just falling out. and give a shit. No, not at all. Did you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bo's up no, you. Look, Bo? I'm, as you know, as you know, I'm living uh, living the road life and the kid life. You know what I mean? So just well, trying to just trying to stay afloat, Adam. No, just that's, trying to hang the fuck on. Oh my God, hang in there. Are you on the road right now, or are you where are you at? No, I'm not on the road. I'm actually in Fort Collins. I'm with the family. Oh, yeah. Lucky, so. well, of course, four days off. Oh, I figured it out. Cool. Oh, you figured right. it out? Oh, he just figured it out. It took him that long. <laughs> Come on, people. Nobody wants to win now. All of a sudden, they're all... Because they, they want to win lights. That's They're just being... Put, they're, like, all spoiled. You gave away I lights. Know, I know, I know, Now you're just giving away newts. I, I don't want no newts, man. Well, you can... You can can sort of like trade out the newts if you don't want them do something just hey you know it's, look look the barter system is is vibrant yes in our community and if you For can't sure. figure that out that's your own fucking problem here we go calling in we got a call in we got a call hello you're on the air yo welcome to the i'm done show how, how are you what up guys this is tony baloney Oh, of course it's Tony fucking Maloney. He couldn't resist. He's like, these guys are so lame. I'm gonna win all the shit. I love new, I love new millennium. I'm trying to try some new, new millennium stuff out. Nice. Hell yeah, Tony Maloney. This guy never wins nothing. Actually, he wins everything. He's he's the winner of all. He's li- he's living off. He's, I love to see your I love to see your place, dude. It's probably pretty much Adam Dunn show of. Packed, packed. <laughs> it's all yeah. It's all Adam Dunshow gear yeah. or Chat Gang gear, or right? For sure, for sure. All my business cards that go missing are just on the wall, stapled up like <laughs> wallpaper and shit. Like, oh my god, like, where the hell did that go? <laughs> well, we definitely uh, would definitely get you out your your next package. And uh, heck yeah, that'd be awesome. Fuck yeah, why not? Yep, no, super stoked. We'll get you all out. Um, I'll have uh, Adam get you your email address too. I'll send you a bunch of added usage information, give you the the recipe, the lowdown on everything, and uh, super stoked for you to try it out. Awesome! Thanks a lot, guy. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. Yeah. Awesome. Good. Thanks. Thanks, <laughs> Chat Gang. Love you. Chat Gang. You're See ready that? to grow some tanks. Sl- you're lucky it's the slowest oh, yeah. fucking chat gang in the world. They're just like, no, Tony, <laughs> yeah, where's everybody? Oh, no, they're what? sleeping. They're yeah. They're clearing their ears out from Fourth of July. I don't know. I know. I know. Hey, that's the thing. You're right. It's a it's a tough one on the fifth on a Friday, boys. We know that. I guess. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's <laughs> like I said. It was empty roads out here. I was driving around like, how come it's so empty? This is weird. Then I was like, oh yeah, everybody's fucking just chilling. They're so hungover from yesterday. <laughs> yeah. There ain't a lot going on. There ain't a lot going on. <laughs> no, no. But I appreciate anybody that participated today, and we will definitely come up with something a bit more epic. I got four yeah. weeks instead of four hours. So there you go. Epic is the right word. That's oh. what I like to hear. As long as you go, <laughs> let's figure it out at least a week out from the show so that we can give everybody like enough time to get weird. Perfect. All right, man. Thank you, perfect, Jared, perfect. And thank hey, you. Thanks a lot, guys. Thank you, Tony, man. Hey, awesome. thank you guys very much. Appreciate it. Thanks for all listening. Talk to thank you, later. you, Adam, very much for long-time support. We, uh, we'll talk soon. All right, guys. Thank you, man. Later, guys. Peace. Later, guys. All right. All right. Bye. Of course it's Tony Baloney. What? Yep. 
yeah, no, it's good. Yeah, it's good. No, that's right. how it just shows everybody how it's real. It's really done. He's a yeah a real guy winning every week on the Adam <laughs> Dunn show. Real guy. And that win. shows how easy it can that could be you, man. Like, that could have been you, like really four times easy over to win things. Now, how what was the answer? Uh, is uh, the N? There's yeah. two N's yeah, in exactly. Millennium. Exactly. And then the typeset looks all weird because it makes it look like you can. Uh, here, I'll pop it over here. Oh, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it's weird. I'm just so used to typing it that way from like three years of doing this or whatever. Two What's years. that now? I'm just so used to typing it wrong now. So like, yeah, I probably just spell millennium wrong now. I had to well, like, the funny part is my mom can't say millennium. Oh yeah. She says millennium <laughs> and she couldn't say it like around the millennium. She was just like, Oh, what time? When's it? What, how many days on the millennium? I'm like, oh my god, the millennium! The and then millennium. we just and we stayed at the Millennium Hotel, and I I purposely go stay there just to have her not be able to say it. <laughs> like a couple times when we were on the road. That's good. I man. was like, oh look, the millennium, and she's like, I don't want to stay at the millennium, and I'm like, oh, we're definitely staying at the millennium. <laughs> um, no cool conversations, a little bit there, and so yeah, it would be cool to get Jaron in the studio, especially because he'd bring he'd bring the heat. Uh, but we'll do that soon. Uh, hopefully they come up with something really amazing. And then next week, like I said, I got Incredibles and I got Ari uh, from Evo Hemp, I believe. Um, old friends, so that's going to be a good show. The guys from Evo Hemp, they make uh, power bars here in Colorado. And they were oh, in, okay. They're in Costco. Really? And big brand, yeah, big, big places. They got their shit Evo dialed in. Hemp. Okay. And they... Uh, they started up near Fort Collins, and they uh, started in a friend of ours who I'm hoping to get on the show, and in his garage, like, you know, with a little machine and doing it in little batches. Wow. And have grown into this proper, you know, awesome, CBD-based company here in Colorado, one of the better ones. Uh, cool. So we're going to get those guys in the studio at the same time. It's going to be all cool, and we'll see. And that'll probably be my last time live in the studio. So nobody shows up when I'm live. Now I'm going to go away and everyone's going to come through and want to come in the studio, but we're still going to do it uh, as tight as we're doing it right now, even tighter. Not quite because the sound is never going to be as good. Oh, yeah. Man. Maybe. I keep working on it. I keep trying. Yeah. You need a mic that doesn't run out of batteries. Exactly. <laughs> that helps. That helps. Uh, but yeah, I'll be on the road probably next after next week. We'll see. Um, keep everybody informed. But we'll be doing our shows on time, like we did today. Like we're only going to slide in on time next week. Remember? I'm oh, next week we're not doing a show at all. Well, yeah. no. Oh, you're going. I, I have work until. Well, yeah, so, well work. we'll figure it out. I everybody told you about it. Checking. I told you about Gang it. Gang up on him right I know, now, right? Checking. I attack! You attack! It. No MTI. Yeah. Okay, we'll, we'll figure it so out. We'll figure it out. Yeah, but it could be later. You mean? Or? Yeah, it can be later. Okay, so we might have a late show. Yeah. Oh, so next week can't be till late. Yeah. All right, that might work out okay because then those guys can come from work a little bit even later instead of four, like say six or so. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I would, I would be getting here about then. So seven ten to ten. Yeah. Seven, we can do ten. a seven ten show. Yeah. Seven ten to ten. Cool. 7-10 show. Cool. 7-2-10 or something like that. Sounds cool. Weird. All right, guys. So next week, that sounds like the plan. Uh, I want to thank uh, Al Warner for uh, calling in. I want to thank uh, CC for putting that show together. I want to thank uh, whoever else. I don't know. But the Chat Gang, of course. Chat Gang, man. Tony Baloney for winning all the things. 
uh yeah we're we we pulled it off we did it we had one we're one minute out two because we started one minute late right so you got any shout outs uh come on uh <laughs> nothing you got what do you got anything coming up any shows you did like some i saw you doing podcasts secretly on the side oh i do podcast every monday i do what? uh sofa bab so you can you can hit us up at sofabab.com s-o-f-a-b-a-b.com see that's something it's it's like kind of comedy just we're just raw stupid raw stupid and yeah you won't you won't like it but that, that sounds that sounds pretty fucking stupid but that's cool yeah, it's pretty dumb raw stupid is good um yeah <laughs> thank uh ace down at the well, i think shout out to my mom down at the farm we just did like a three-day kid f- thing down there with my kid's friend that was like it was fun yeah but, yeah but it's like non-stop one's bad two's worse <laughs> sure. <laughs> especially nah. around fire especially around fireworks time oh yeah so uh yeah just shout out to everybody listening to the show and uh listen to next week it's gonna be a doozy what's that thunder yeah thunder. oh thunder so all right man peace guys practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the united states is a communication to the children to take a trip to cop out to groove the psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own this is a special question We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja.